A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. More dope. Hello and welcome to Lore Dump, the uh, show where we take someone who hasn't experienced a game or game franchise and walk them through the full story. One day I'll be able to do the intro without Chase. <laughs> I, think you managed, I think you managed it the I first time. Know. I think no. the first one well, he managed. I, there was one where he just cut in. My fans want me. <laughs> no less than 10 seconds in, and I can't remember which video it is, but it's it's 10 seconds in and he just cuts in and basically get, says, Get effed. <laughs> 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 that is 100% the reason why that video got demonetized. So, as always, um, we are returning for Kingdom Hearts. Somehow it's not over, but uh, we're getting there. Um, so we recently no, covered Union Cross. No, we're not. No, we're not. It we're, never ends. We're covering this forever if Chase is happy to keep writing it. Um, <laughs> uh, you ask as if I don't have you as, like, my mental prisoners or something here. <laughs> is this hell? Is this your torture? Well, look, you, you say that, but we just covered Union Cross, and I think both of us, Neil, you could agree with me, we thought Union Cross was really pretty cool. Oh. Really, a, really, a really great story. Yeah. Do you, really do you remember that. back, what, six months ago when we were recording the initial slate of episodes and you said unequivocally, I will never touch Union Cross? Mm. It sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Well... Enough, well, uh, enough of it. Turns out it's the best pe- story. Ten people asked for it, so here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, but of course, we, we couldn't finish. They, they were all Chase making alternate accounts. <laughs> but but we, we, couldn't, we couldn't cover Union Cross without also covering, in its entirety, Union Cro- Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Dark Road, which is the uh, new yeah. one. It came out very recently, right? What's the situation with so, this, Chase? Dark Road, so originally, Kingdom Hearts ended... Right around uh, the 20th of June, 2020. Um, And with that, we had known in the lead up to that, that there would be a sequel to it that covered the events of our favorite baddie, Master Xehanort, Mm. during his early years that we saw um, in Skull and Kylum during some cutscenes of um, Kingdom Hearts 3. So this is meant to, as we can see, it is a Union Cross game, and it's part, like we mentioned in the last episode, 
It's the same app. It is technically a SQL Union Cross, and it is meant to serve as the link between the events of Union Cross into the events of our um, existing uh, Dark Seeker saga. And it's meant to show how Xehanort originally became the Dark Seeker. We're, we're looking cool. at an image right here, folks, of a, of, of a sort of this sort of a logo for for Dark Road, Unicross Dark Road, and the lead characters here. I'd like to ask a question. Yes. Why is Xehanort so jacked? Yeah. I, mean, I was going to say, really... do you see just like the absolutely swollen veins? And like, and and like the, the, the veins, like, you know... The, the dude is tensing while he's sitting there. Mm. He's flexing while he's sitting there. Well, we, we just learned, um, so hopefully you've yeah, picked up absolutely. after watching Union Cross, we have just learned that our beloved character that we created ourselves, uh, Chon Teal, the player character of Union Cross, um, in fact, was reborn into Was reborn yeah. as Xehanort at the end of Union Cross. It was it was a pr- it was pretty wild the whole game. It was game. a pretty shocking moment. We're 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 in a data world, uh not in the reborn world. Uh we've we've had escape pods, life rafts with people getting out of there, people yeah. getting blasted to all over wherever in the timeline. Maleficent appears, does nothing and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Darkness just to justify how she came back in Kingdom Hearts 2. Dark darkness is uh, is in six physical manifestations, um, uh, sort of six six remaining ones out of thirteen. Out but of now, 13. now only. Well, this is it. Was our, our our dearly beloved boy, um, uh, what's your man? Sean Teal. No, <laughs> he's my dearly beloved boy. <laughs> uh, the, the some of the remaining darknesses were trapped. In the wires of uh, Wreck It Ralph oh, yeah. world by uh, Ephemer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in a moment of sacrifice, Ephemer then died. No, Chantil then Chantil died. Chantil died. No, did Ephemer not? Also Ephemer no, lived on. Remember, Ephemer took the pod and then came to oh, found Skull so, at Kylon. Yeah, you're so right, of course. Yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, Chase, I'm just going to throw it straight to you. Yeah. Uh, let's well, kick off. I mean, I want to. I want to go back to you. I want to. You know, oh. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to hear your thoughts on you know where we're going into Dark Road. Well, you know, you are... see, you see four new characters because I, I can never give mm. you a new game and not give you new. F- characters don't you have don't don't you want more names to memorize no i don't i see master ericus is a young boy and xehanort in his throne and then ericus was not our favorite boy no we did not like ericus ericus i think you will like ericus in this one young ericus is quite good old ericus is not Uh, old ericus is Um, but i I, I have have nothing to say about these four characters old ericus sits with the classic uh Keyblade Master mentality of for the greater good. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. actually fair. I think he's a natural translation of what we learned about the foretellers. Is that the foretellers are the absolute worst? Yeah. So yeah, we we. I mean, all, yeah. seemingly all Keyblade Masters are the absolute worst. True, actually, yeah, because Yensid's we don't like Yensid, we don't like Ericus, we don't like the foretellers. Name me a decent Keyblade Master, and I'll point you towards something awful we've done at this. Uh, apparently, Riku's not good. We don't like Riku. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I forgot. I forgot Riku. And we don't like Aqua. And uh, we also like Aqua. And we right. don't like Terra. Terra's not a master. Yes. Is he not? 
Because he feels oh, his exam, excuse right? Me, you're right, he did. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> Mr. Lore over here. Dumped on Mr. Lore has been taken out. Um, as for the characters we see on screen, so yes, we've got Ericus, we've got Xehanort, and we have four characters we've never seen before. We have a, a child, a, a four child. year old child. A little girl that looks like one of those young, kind of like ma little magic girls that you get in typical <laughs> classic anime. That's what she we've looks got, like. Um, we've got the sort of lead singer of a, 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 a sort of mid 2000s indie band. So Which one? Flame, flame haired. Okay. Uh, I was about to say, because guy, guy in the middle, I feel like, could have also fit that description. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well. And then we've got the the taller, silvery, blue-haired one in the middle, who also looks like uh, they could be uh, fronting a, an indie band. And then we've got a, a white, grey-haired... Mm. Lady at the back. Potentially Zane sort of done up to, with, a, with a wonderful with a cat mouth. With a cat mouth and a collar going right up to their chin. Um, yes. Yeah. Aww. There's nothing really to say about this other than I'm excited to see how Zane Ort goes from being a cheeky lad who is interested in the darkness to being a mustache twirling Keyblade Graveyard villain. I'd, I like, I'd like to bring up the fact again that... Um, just to just go back to his tensing muscles, this was definitely done during an age before photographs, so you know that he was absolutely tensing for like six hours <laughs> while, the artist, while the artist painted this I will, photo. I will, I will say, I quite like the character designs. Mm. Uh, I think young Eric is, uh, is a really cool kind of de-aging. Uh, I like our, our, our two uh, hipster indie brand, band I, I front men. Do you have a question? Um, yeah, Xehanort. So yes. presumably you're going to get to this, but so we know that young Xehanort travels into the future in Kingdom Hearts three. This yes. is pre he's already done. No, no, he, he well, is this pre young Xehanort? We knew. No. That, we knew that he had done that by the time of the chess game with Ericus. He'd already traveled by then. So right. Re re recall that that happens at the very while he's still on the Destiny Islands, which is pre Skull Ad Kylum. And that when he returns following that, he loses all memories of doing any of that. Right. So, whilst this is after that, he doesn't have any of those memories. That doesn't have an effect on his character here. He's still quite a hungry for power lad, though, isn't he? Because that's why he traveled in the future in the first place. He's hungry for something. Okay. Pizza. No, we've we've already eaten the pizza. Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, as always, we do also have our adult juice. Um, chin chin, gentlemen, chin, chin, adult juice, chin, yes. Chin, we are not allowed to reference what it is that we are juicing, but we are juicing some adult juice. Um, Chase, can you kick off a story? I'm ready to go. I suppose. So, <laughs> welcome to Kingdom Hearts, the, the finale of the Cross uh, Key series, Union Cross Key Dark Road. So we enter Dark Road to our classic intro spooky choir music, you know, the... So as we see various, <laughs> I could actually go another three minutes of that. I yeah, I, I don't I don't think we need that. Uh, spooky choir music as we see the various scenes flash of our players' adventures through the original Union Cross, uh, Chantil. We're seeing Chantil. Our memories go at least to the Keyblade War, where we see Ephemer and Scold save the player. A tear leaking from his eye as he looks up at them. Uh, the scene flashes to a young Xehanort waking up on the beach of Destiny Island, as a single tear falls from his eye as well. So you brought this up at the end of the last game. Is you're yeah. like, is you're like, oh, you know, he'll be reborn as Xehanort, but he's not going to remember anything. Oh, he remembers everything. Everything. Oh, he remembers everything. <gasps> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. very oh, interesting. He remembers all of it. <laughs> oh shit. So now I will, I will never look at Xehanort differently uh, the same way again then, because Xehanort's just Chantil. Two point Point two point oh. Yeah, like a life continued. He gets up saying how wow. he's been having the same dream 
over and over again for as long as he remembers. Of course, in uh, reminiscence of the opening lines of Kingdom Hearts 1. An unfamiliar world filled with unfamiliar faces and unfamiliar goodbyes. As if he's experiencing a life lived by someone else. To be very clear, he, he doesn't know their names. He doesn't know who they are. But he has all the memories. Right. So, they're all there. So he's not aware that this is a life that he kind of has lived. He is not, no. He's like, why do I have someone else's memories? So like, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, okay. He just kind of like a Sora getting flashes of... Kind of like yeah. Sora getting flashes mm. of, like, you know, Roxas and people. I uh, I would just like to say very quickly, short diversion, I, uh, listeners, following the, the gap of months we've had since the first set of recording now, I did try and play Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> did you? Did. You? And, you did, uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh my god! I, 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 I had a pretty terrible time with it and couldn't get past the first few hours. <laughs> Could um, get past the first ten minutes, ironically enough. Well, well, and it's a bad opening. And we are we are now looking at uh, uh, Destiny Islands, which I have a whole new appreciation for, having run across that little bridge to fight Riku and having <laughs> climbed up and down looking for bloody eggs and fish or whatever it was, <laughs> it was mushrooms. Um, so yeah, this this yeah. is bringing giving me flashbacks. What does what does the mayor of Destiny Islands think of Xehanort? Is he a fan? Or is he like this ruffian running around my island? Yeah, fuck with that. Well, the mayor's a character now, I guess. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. So, the, this island, surrounded by smaller desolate isles, a vast ocean, a never-ending sky, this is his entire world. But mm. maybe there's something beyond these waters. Maybe there's other worlds, like mm. he's dreamed of. It's very Riku, isn't it? Well, we already knew, weren't we, that he was the first to leave. We did. <laughs> if he can go to the outside world, would he be able to meet the friends from his dreams? Well, he can't get the thought out of his head as he lies in the sand like a starfish day after day, feeling like he's falling through the sky. Mm. No, his internal dialogue ends as he turns around to see a very familiarly brown-robed figure approach calling young Xehanort his waypoint. Uh, this oh, is when he we know that time. boy. That's our that's our good boy, Ansem. It's Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. But like before, he had a body. Before he was like jacked mm, and became a boat. And <laughs> became a boat. Yeah, it's the formless time traveling Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, who hid in a cave for dozens of generations. Yeah. Here <laughs> to send uh, the young Xehanort off on his journey. Uh. I would like to note that it does call Xehanort his waypoint, which is very important for, you know, the time-traveling perspective. Mm. You know, this feels like this is now the terminology we're using. Waypoint. But do, okay. we, do we have a, a reason yet for why he knew to send young Xehanort off at this point? Mm. Probably because that's where he was sent off in his own memories. Mm, of course. Right. You know, he's just self-fulfilling his own memories. Cycle, yeah, right. Fair yeah, Uh... So Ansem continues to tell Xehanort that the world from his dreams does indeed exist. And that this world that he's on is a prison with nothing left for him here. He asks if this is truly where Xehanort wants to live his life. And Xehanort asks who he is. The figure replies that it is his waypoint, as Xehanort is his. Xehanort asks Xan who it is and how he got here. The figure responds, but answers are meaningless if he lacks the knowledge to understand them. But, outside, he can learn. Ansem opens a portal, telling the young Xehanort that one step is all it takes. But that if he lacks the courage and strength, his dreams will forever only be memes. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> Xehanort walks forward through the portal. Xehanort's out of here. 
His he, dreams will only be memes. They're only gonna be memes. Memes like like Metal Gear memes, like where it's like memetic. It's a it's a thing. No, no. This that, that's not a line. This is not stuff. verbatim. Oh, okay. None of my <laughs> script. Sorry, is, sorry. Chase. Very little of my script is verbatim, okay. Monty. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> I thought that was something he said. Your dreams are gonna be memes. Uh, so we see uh, Xehanort, who through the portal is wandering through a dark corridor, which you asked is a place. You can go through. He speaks of how, as he walked through the past, darkness whispered from all around him. He says how he feels uh, emotions foreign to him and manifesting into his mind as words. He questions if these emotions, this darkness, belongs to him. He continues with us learning that this is future dialogue. Uh, so this is like him reminiscing. So whenever we see this kind of text on the screen, it's him reminiscing as an adult on his childhood. Uh, but he goes saying that he didn't know it at the time, but these emotions belonged to people that he had yet to meet. Some even being directed at him. Mm. He questioned how he'd be able to handle that, being a target of someone else's darkness. And he notes that this was the moment where something began to grow in his heart. By continuing to follow this corridor of darkness, no heart could help but be drenched in it. <clears throat> Regardless of where the foul emotions came from, they helped him realize... That he could still feel, but he didn't know it lied ahead. We flash forward to Xehanort in a classroom where five other students are with him, including, we might recognize, a young Ericus. Yeah, mm -hmm. young mm -hmm. Ericus down there. These these are all of our characters from the, the from title the screen. Arms, yes. Why are they being taught by Gandalf? That's uh, uh, not Gandalf, that's that's uh, their, their teacher. Who for now will just be called Old Wizard. He's Gandalf. It's Old Wizard. He looks like Gandalf. It's, <laughs> it's the Meteor Man. It's the Meteor Man, yeah. Oh, I hate that. Um, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a fun reference for the three weeks that that's a, a, a thing people <laughs> talk about before it's resolved. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at Chase dating the video already. <laughs> so us, one of the students asks if one's darkness is born from their innate qualities. Uh, the teacher responds that it's true for some, um, but in ancient times, the darkness hid within people, instead mm. taking control of them. Uh, people were just vessels for the darkness. Because back back in the day, darkness wasn't born from people yet. It was its own separate thing. Yeah. However, over time, people's hearts began to birth darkness of their own, uh, which would in time become the heartless. The teacher continues that hearts birth darkness from negative emotions, most are capable of controlling these emotions, but for some people, it's difficult. And over time, the darkness can reshape people. I wonder if there's an original sin in the Kingdom Hearts universe. Mm. Because clearly there's a, there must be a moment then when, so, for, for the first time ever, someone's heart started to birth darkness. I wonder what that moment was. Well, you know? I mean, I feel like, because if originally the primordial darkness was just like a natural force, mm. I feel like it was just the corruption of that that eventually led two hearts naturally birthing. I don't think it was necessarily an original sin moment. Cool. Fair enough. I think it was just natural corruption and evolution. Just interesting. Uh, we flash to a week prior where we see a white-haired student on the bridge. Not one of these ones. Uh, this other student's name is Balder. He's joined by oh. Ericus. <laughs> Sorry, who's, which one's Balder? None of these are Balder. Balder oh. is a further student. Oh, Balder as in the god. The, 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 oh. the Viking god. Welcome to Norse names galore. <laughs> Okay. Almost. If you can think of a Norse god's name, they're probably in this. Can't wait. Frigga. Oh, yeah. 
I you, you thought of one. That's Friday, motherfucker. Also, also, I will <laughs> say in advance, there's nobody named Thor, sadly. Oh. Well, um, but too obvious, Thor. You know, <laughs> as opposed to Boulder. So white-haired kid named Boulder, who's joined by Ericus on a bridge as they strike up a conversation about how Boulder's older sister has just left for her Mark of Mastery exam. Okay. Boulder has a bad feeling about it, though. Uh, his sister told him before she left that those who would return would be made Keyblade Masters. Now, Ericus notes how, you know, the, the wording of that doesn't sound like they intend for everybody to return. Mm. You know, only those who return would be made. That's a bit sus. So Boulder questions whether the trip itself is the test. You know, because kind of the way they describe it is essentially they send Keyblade wielders prior to their test itself. They are allowed to go out to the other worlds to essentially broaden their horizons. Right. So that's where his sister is out now, is broadening horizons. But he's kind of questioning, is this actually the test? Mm. Um, you know, it, the, the test that, as his sister has said, it doesn't sound like the Mark of Mastery exam they've learned about. Um, and Erica suggests they ask Wizard Gandalf, who we learn uh, is named Master Odin. Oh, classic. Very good. Okay. Why are, no, no, I'm why? sorry. No, yeah. it's not okay. <laughs> why, why are we suddenly introducing the names of an actual pantheon in our world? <laughs> I, I, I feel like Kingdom Hearts wouldn't be unique. I feel like every other fantasy one that wants to start introducing pantheonic names just steals the Greek ones. Mm, I appreciate yeah. that for once it's Norse. It's like Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, Hades, and they, they double down on the Greek stuff there, and especially in Endwalker. Um, you think about even help Horizon Forbidden West, Hades again comes back. Everything's always Greek, so yeah. you know having it Norse for once, it's a fresh change of pace. Uh-huh. So. Just stealing gods of a culture <laughs> you're not involved with, love it. So Baldur fears that his sister will be lost to darkness, uh, making Ericus take a pained look. Uh, Baldur, you know, says how Ericus, Ericus's great grandfather battled. Excuse me, just his grandfather, not his great one. Just his grandfather. Don't be silly. Uh, battled the darkness and lost. How many years after Union Cross is this, presumably? The end of Union Cross, I mean. At least a couple hundred. Okay. But we okay. don't have an exact number. Cool. Now, granted, that's at least after the scenes we saw of Brain's arrival, which already looks like it is a very well-founded city by that point. Right. Um, so we don't exactly have a timeline. So you were saying Ericus's grandfather fought the dark and... They lost. Yes. Okay. Uh, but Ericus says that also, just to be very clear, we are back to just general concept of darkness. This is not like he fought the physical darkness number three. individual yeah. darkness number three from okay. Union Cross. Um, cool. As of right now, it's, just, it's the generic back to normal Kingdom Hearts series concept of darkness. Yeah. So Boulder talks about how Ericus's grandfather battled the darkness and lost, and Ericus says that he doesn't, you know, exactly know what happened to him. You know, he just he just knows his grandfather fought the darkness. So he tells Baldur that he gets anxious whenever he thinks the darkness is nearby, you know. Maybe he's maybe hating the light I mean hating the darkness, excuse me, is in his blood. Not hating the light. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, we know that Ericus is a little light narc. He loves his light. He does he? love his light. He's Sucks all it up. again, yeah. you know, curse of the he's curse the keyblade wielders for the greater good. Ericus would go to the Queen's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that we dates promised it. we wouldn't mention that, the Queen. That dates it. We promised we wouldn't mention it. Oh, Lord. So you don't need another excuse to alienate people. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah, sorry, continue. We 
thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, later, we see Xehanort on a bench with Ericus. Right. Best um, pals. Best best pals. They are the best of pals. Um, Xehanort tells him that it's almost time for class, but Ericus Eric is, is, you know, he's a laid back guy. He's like, he needs to take things in his own time. He's like, we'll get to class eventually. You know, don't worry about it. Will we learn why he has pointy ears? Is it just the way he is? is? Pointy well, no, they're not pointy right now. So I'm saying eventually he gets pointy. Darkness. Just darkness. Just darkness. He can't just darkness this. That it is. I, thought the, dark. I thought the darkness was eyes. And ears. Okay. Eyes and ears. ears we dark. always saw the ears were Xehanort specific. Well, I mean, I think they are just... I mean, like Odin said at the beginning, you know, darkness can warp a person. Right. Change their physical form. Changes their physical form to give them pointy ears. Yes. Okay. Or yes. Else. And yellow eyes. And yellow eyes. And, light, <laughs> and the light gives Ericus a mustache. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good mustache. An excellent mustache. <laughs> um, Erica strikes up a conversation, you know, asking, you know, what it's like out beyond the great ocean. But Xehanort's like, eh, be- beats me. It doesn't seem to look like really like talking about his past mm. on the island too much. Uh, Erica says that this was the plaza where Xehanort was originally found. Um, and Xehanort asks, you know, well, what does that prove? And Erica is like, well, the nearby towns... Uh, pointing out, as you remember from Skull and Kylum in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's a bunch of like individual islands. Yeah. <clears throat> so it seems that the one that they're on is the only one that is still populated. All of the other ones now lie abandoned. Oh. <clears throat> Why? Who knows? Maybe just time? Uh, fair enough. Uh, Keyblade wielders numbers dwindling or something? Uh, we do know that, you know, by the time we get to Kingdom Hearts 3, which is presumably fairly short time after this, we're down to like what? the seven Keyblade wielders in that game are the remaining yeah. seven ones in the entire world. Mm. And half of them, they had to pull through time and out of dark portals. Or this is a city built for <laughs> hundreds or thousands of them. Exactly. So so num- numbers have just been dwindling. Natural natural dwindling. So Xehanort's like, well, obviously the other towns are abandoned. You know, I mean, Erica's excuse me, is like, well, if the other towns are abandoned, clearly you didn't come from one of them. So you must have been from the outside world. Or, you know, maybe you just fell from the sky. Ha 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 ha. But he did, though. He came from Destiny Island, Chase. That's not that's not funny. He came from Destiny Island. Silly jokey boy. Well, does Ericus know that? I feel like you're not taking this seriously, Chase. I I am. That that time, Monty, it was verbatim from the game. Oh. Ericus isn't taking it seriously. Ericus did say. Well, Ericus doesn't know he's from the Destiny Island. He's a silly, wacky guy. Sorry. (laughs) Young Ericus. He likes to goof off. Uh, Xehanort teases Ericus about uh, needing to see the wider picture and gets up to go to class with Ericus musing about uh, what he'd give to see the outside world in the classroom uh, which we see is actually the same classroom from Kingdom Hearts 3 where we see them playing chess you can see their chess board uh, back there in the window um, That's got the biggest so reaction yet. Is Xehanort, is, is the sword's no yeah. name up on the wall yeah. right it's there? Like, it's like right there over 10. Oh, okay. you, you see it in some of the wider shots. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, no, no name is fully watching this classroom. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah. So we see them arrive uh, and a few of the others are already there. Um, and just because their names are very naturally revealed over time, I will tell you. So we have, of course, Xehanort and Ericus. We also have Erd. White-haired girl. White-haired girl is Erd. Okay. Blackish, bluish, uh... Anime hair boyd is Hermod. Okay. Fiery hair guy is Broggy. Okay. And uh, girl is 
Vor. I guess girl. Uh, is vor. S- small child is Vor. So got Brogi or uh, Erd. Brogi. Brogi, sorry. Or Erd and blue hair. Chase, oh. I'm going I'm to I'm tell you straight up that maybe for the next half hour you're going to need to keep reminding me who yeah. the names are after you give me the names. Oh, there's more names after this. Oh, great. <laughs> there's at least eight more. But I'm going to need you to know, what's her name? Erd Firehair. That's a guy. Firehair guy. So they have been summoned to class by Master Odin. They're not here for a class. Master Odin has summoned them, but nobody knows why until he arrives. And explains that the seven upperclassmen who went out on the training for their Mark of Master exam, have all disappeared. Ooh. Ooh, a mystery. He continues to explain uh, what we know uh, about the Keyblade War, World Shattered, Nobody Knows of Existence, World Order. uh, Keyblade wielders aren't allowed to meddle in the World Order. However, in training for the Mark of Mastery, Keyblade wielders are given leave to visit these worlds in order to broaden their horizons. Xanar asks how you travel these worlds, and Master Odin tells him that normally this is a secret reserved only for upperclassmen. You learn it, you know, when you're a bit older. But today is going to need to be an exemption so that they can go out and help search for these missing students. Mm, why don't you go and get them, Odin? You're you're a master. Oh, he's, 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 he, where do you think Yens had learned it from? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It's not, I wish we saw Jensen in this game because I really want to know is Jensen on the same level as Well, here's Mike. Jensen is is out there in a Disney World somewhere. But when did he become trained as a Keyblade wielder? Wow, Was he trained in Scala? I would Who's believe training? he would, surely, yeah. I mean, it's got to be because Jensen's, you know. He's like a million years old. Yeah, who knows? Or did he train Master Odin? Well, that would explain a lot about Odin, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the news elicits a range of emotions from excited to worried, yada yada, for the classmates, with Xehanort saying how he'd rather go search and, than sit there and do nothing. He, he, he wants to go help. He's a good lad. Mm. Uh, Master Odin tells them that Boulder has been given a different task and will not be joining. Uh, because obviously his sister is one of the missing ones, so he hasn't actually been told. Yeah. Uh, he's like, don't, don't tell Boulder. I don't want to worry him. As they leave, they question Xehanort as the only one who's been to the outside world. Sorry. Don't tell Boulder, I don't want to worry him, but you, the six of you are about to disappear without saying a single word to him to go look for his sister. <laughs> and we're not going to tell him where you've gone or why you've left. Are there no adults yes. working at this school? He's just gonna no, it's just Odin. It's just, it's just Odin. Well, at least we're learning the lessons left to us from the previous world that was destroyed. Let's send the kids out to go and do it. <laughs> it's Odin and his 14 kids. <laughs> Seven of whom are now missing. Another dreadful sitcom we've uh, yeah. come across. I'd watch that. Odin and his 14 kids. <laughs> <laughs> so as they leave, uh, they're all kind of questioning Xehanort because he's the only one who's been outside Scala. Mm. And he tells them that one thing's for sure is that the connection between the worlds is unstable. You know, obviously, at least as of right now, the only connection he knows of is uh, the corridors of darkness. That's pretty unstable. It's not great. Yeah. So we then learn that at this time, the worlds are still actually rebuilding. All the worlds haven't come back. And the worlds began to rebuild following the Keyblade War, but based on how quickly they rebuilt, time flows differently in all of them. Right. Some of the worlds are complete, while some aren't. Different worlds moving at different speeds from different starting lines. Right. So that is all to say that they need to be careful with what they say where they go, because... You know, we might go to Sanford, Tokyo, where they have the power of nanobots, and then go to Agrabah, 
where they, you know, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that being a plot line. No. Yeah. Or they you go. Don't have any nanobots, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Wonderland where they just want tea. Yeah. It's Britain all over again. Um. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, Xehanort, however, says that, yes, they need to maintain order in the worlds already completely formed, but what if one of those worlds is a newborn? The order hasn't yet been formed. Mm. Hermod reasons that, you know, maybe, in that case, the rules could be changed. Her- which one's Hermod again? Hermod is our blackish-brownish-haired uh, anime boy topper. Our, our lead singer. Our lead... I thought Brogy was the lead singer. Oh, I thought... No, Brogy would be the bassist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of them all in band rules now, and that will help me. So thank you. He's the child. <laughs> oh no, you got okay. So you got her mom is the lead singer. You've got for me. Uh, you've got bro- uh, flame-haired person, which is Broggy. You said Broggy, Broggy is yeah. The, your bassist. Uh, little girl's a drummer, and that's your lead guitarist. What's the name of the the woman? Erd. Erd. Erd is the uh, the the lead guitarist, and little girl. What's her name? Uh, Ivor. Ivor is your drummer. Not Ivor. Just Vor. Vor. Vor is your drummer. Which is a very unfortunate. And I would actually go out and see that band. I don't think I'd like that band, but I'd go out and see them. I disagree. I, d- <laughs> I actually think they're in four separate bands. So Hermod reasons that if the if the world's newborn and the order hasn't formed, maybe you know they could change the rules. Uh, the others question if this is even possible, but Ericus says that he thinks uh, Xehanort's point was that the instability of worlds could have something to do with why they disappeared. Okay. Uh, yeah. But without going there, there's no way that they can know how far along the worlds are with performing themselves. Uh, so they do. And the master told them to look in groups of three, which is definitely just for gameplay mechanics. <laughs> Whenever you party up, you will always have Ericus in your party, and then you choose one of the other four. It's whoever you want. Well, because they're besties, so Ericus has to be there every step of the way. So they all don their Keyblade armor, and they look like Power oh, Rangers. Come on, awesome. Oh, hey. so, so it's like Birth by Sleep, where they're, they're only on little motorbikes and they're going to fly through space. Yeah, yeah, the no. armor's a motorbike. Remember, they, the armor always turns into a motorbike. Well, yeah, yeah they're yeah, able to summon yeah, a motorbike yeah, in a minute. Yeah, so. they, they do this and they open a portal. <laughs> Oh, I mean portals, I suppose. I beg your pardon. Wait, hold on, hold on. They don their armor, then open a portal. Ericus. Ericus. Uh, Ericus. A, knows how to open a portal, and B, uses portals. To be fair, they open portals in Birth by Sleep. They just happen to ride their motorbike through the portal. No, they don't. Yes, they do. That's why when we got to Neverland, it was a big deal, the fact that Ven is flying through space and then falls <laughs> off his motorbike. <laughs> oh, Ericus oh, could open portals this whole time. But, but remember that portals in this game aren't like point to point. It's like portal into a realm where you can travel through a shorter distance. Also, it's not uh, Ericus opening the portals, it's Master Odin. Okay. Do they know how to do that? Out no. of curiosity, none of them know how to do that at this point. Okay. Only the upperclassmen do. Cool. So know, Odin doesn't wait. Hold on. How are they getting home? Odin will open it for them. They're not getting <laughs> home. They're not getting home. <laughs> Odin doesn't teach them how to open a portal. Open. Odin, send them away. Oh. I want to get home. Should we keep going? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So Xehanort <laughs> arrives in what appears to be Agrabah, um, and is immediately jumped by Heartless. Easy peasy defeated. They explore around, noticing that while the buildings are all complete, there's no people. And they kind of reason that this must be like a proto agrabah It's not yet completed. And maybe the people are the last thing that w- become recompleted when a world is coming back. So they ask Xehanort if there were monsters on the world that he came from. And when he says no, they kind of reason that the monsters, that being the Heartless, roam free until such time as people are recompleted. Now, obviously, we know Heartless are still definitely there after the people. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll let them think what they want to think. Yeah, whatever helps. Whatever helps them. Mm-hmm. So we learn that there are two types of Heartless. 
which we know emblem and pure blood emblem heartless existed in future worlds that were projected projected by the book of prophecies way 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 ago hence why which is very interesting that we say that there only exist from the book of prophecies projections because of course xehanort hasn't yet been the creator of emblem heartless yeah in you know a hundred years yeah which was definitely just an excuse to reuse heartless designs without breaking continuity (laughs) (laughs) but as that's the case why are there emblem heartless here now uh maybe it's a clue uh, they question whether the students were attacked by Heartless, but note that none of the Heartless they fought were particularly very powerful, you know? Mm. If they can deal with it, clearly the upperclassmen can. Yeah, so later on, though, they fight a considerably more powerful Heartless, noting that, you know, they were able to beat it as a trio of people, but the upperclassmen would have been on their own, and they're like, how would they have fared? You know, would they have been able to deal with it on their own? Mm. Uh, Ericus asks what the others would have done if they were alone and faced a strong Heartless. Um, Zeta responds... Immediately, obviously, he would fight while simultaneously the other student says they'd run away. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, proving Ericus's point that not everybody would act the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, ergo, the Heartless clearly can't be the reason for all of their disappearances because would all of them have stayed to fight and then potentially died? You've not got the armor to run away. Who's there in the... Uh, of the, the, uh, the armors we're looking at here, we've got two at the front here with a sort of light blue on the left and a, another sort of blue purple on the right. Oh, who's that? Who's that? Um, right. I, I believe pink one is your. Excuse me, is Vor, little magic girl. I believe the orange armor is Broggy. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue armor is um, Erd. Oh. The. Green is Ericus. Green is Hermod. Damn it. Uh, the silver is Xehanort. Mm-hmm. And the black... Okay, right. Matches so, his hair. Xehanort, why has he got a little crown on his head? <laughs> um, <laughs> why has he got because he's the king. Uh, Hermod asks, uh, though, what would happen if there were even stronger ones than the one they just fought? Ones that you can't run from. Ericus jokes, you know, he had run faster than I ever have before. Ha 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 ha. Again, they've got armor not to run away in. They fight people. You've got keyblades. Well, it's but, like a bunch of knights it, of the round table going, oh, I, I just run away if it but, was a baddie. Well, no, but that's <laughs> the point is if it's too powerful for them. Well, they, they, don't be too powerful. Fight. You've got armor and a keyblade. Sora fought Strong Heartless all by himself. Oh, yeah, don't. don't Sora's a chosen either. one. I, not, you can't just throw a chosen These one around. These are still children in training. There's six of them, and they've had more training than Sora did, and they're all the same age as Sora, and they're wearing armor Sora didn't have. You can't throw a chosen one in the place of it. That's all I'm saying. Cowards. Xehanort, only one I'm rooting for. Why don't you go and marry got, Sora, then? <laughs> not just because Xehanort's got Sean Teal inside of him, which, you know, I'm still, so therefore I'm, I'm rooting for Xehanort a little bit right now. Uh, but no, anyone who runs away, little coward. You look here. You got your armor. You're a Power Ranger. You're not gonna bloody run away. Monty can't wait. St- can't wait until they all get norted. <laughs> so the three return from Proto Agrippa, um, Scala, where they talk with the other students about how they found strong Heartless, but no people, and how the Heartless were strong enough that they weren't actually positive if even the upperclassmen could have fared well alone. Vor asks if they should report to the master, but Erica says, "All not us, sister." And Xehanort's like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. And they're all, we super strong Keyblade wielders. We don't need no master. Gonna smash the heart, boys. Can you tell the part at which I was writing at one in the morning? <laughs> so they regroup. You can choose a different party member if you want. And they go off on a new mission. Great. Meanwhile, Xehanort has a flashback to the Destiny Islands back when Ansem arrives, where he's saying how he never really thought about who he was, not until uh, who he, as in himself, was. 
not until he began to wonder about others like his weirdo classmates. Mm. He muses on about how the days are peaceful on the island, but boring. Comfortable, but like his old prison on the... Excuse me, this is in Scala. He muses on about his days in Scala are peaceful, but boring. Comfortable, but like his old prison on the beach. He questions if changing his world didn't change his outlook. Or if changing his world didn't change his outlook, is it maybe him? Is, is he the problem? I do, I do feel like yeah, that's that's quite cool of him to be able to recognize that in himself because yeah. it is clearly him. Scala Ikelum <laughs> seems very exciting. You know, you're basically at, like magic Keyblade school. We're learning about Keyblade things, and Destiny Islands was really just a self cozy place. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's cool. He's able to recognize that. So his question is, like, you know, how, how does he engage and interact with others? Maybe you know. That's what forms the growth of a heart. You know, these minute influences from light and darkness. The trio lands in Wonderland, where Erd teases Ericus about always being late. Uh, but it's stopped by Xehanort, who tells them they're being watched. Ooh. Because above them appears the Cheshire Cat, who tells, them that they're, who tells them that their friends are under lock and key. Wow. I hate Alice in Wonderland. Oh, we like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I do, I do. I think it's actually Kingdom Hearts that made me hate Alice in Wonderland because of uh, the world in Kingdom Hearts 1, which is one of the worst worlds in the series. Anyway, so... At least used to creep me out too much as a kid, reading it. The the cat tells them their friends are under lock and key. Uh, They try to ask where, and the cat's all... uh, You know, cat's a little shit. It's like, where indeed? (laughs) Um, It disappears. Oh, great. Thank you, Chester Cat. Useful Uh, as always. But of course, being the Chester Cat, immediately reappears and it's like, uh... I changed my mind. Well, it's like, your answer will be here soon. And then disappears again as card shoulders. Wait, your answer will be here soon. Your answer. (laughs) It's way too early for that. As expected, uh, instantly card card soldiers show up and try to cart them away, but run away uh, because the trial is about to begin. Right. You know, they hear other cards come in. They're like, there's a trial. And they're like, oh, I'm coming. This uh, is Alice's trial. The same trial that Sora deals with in Kingdom Hearts 1. Just so, you know, out of the woods for now, Xehanort notes how the cards called them more intruders, implying that there were others before them. Uh, they run to the trial to see if it has anything to do with it. And turns out that the three that are on trial are the three other students oh. who you didn't. So, it's not Alice. So it's the other, it's the three other students, the ones you didn't choose. Wow, cool, yeah, yeah. So just um, whoever's not in your party. Is, yeah, and they're having a shout match with the queen, you know, as you do. Ericus and Xehanort are looking on, and Ericus is like ready to bust hands. He's got to keep it out, but Xehanort's stopping him, asking him. He's like, "Are you willing to attack innocent people? Uh, you know, we we need to respect the world order, Ericus. We can't do this." Ooh, all right. And Xehanort's like, "It's time for some tricksy little wordplay." So he runs in trying to object to the Queen of Hearts, saying how they should have a jury of their peers. And, you know, why are you in charge and all that? Uh, and then they get attacked by cards, because why would the Queen of Hearts ever listen to you? And because they're, you know, Keyblade warriors, they cut down the cards, like, with one. Oh, yeah. Not even takes them not even a second. Well, 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 well. So they start to get attacked by cards, but before the cards can actually attack, Xehanort notices what appears to be a cloud of darkness behind the Queen. Ooh. Um, but it disappears basically instantly. Oh. The and then before the cards can attack, a, a boss heartless shows up oh. and knocks them aside. Uh, and the students fight that instead of the cards. Great. Was the queen one of the few people who was 
in obviously in, in a realm that was encouraging the heartless and stuff in in KH one, but was maybe not fully aware of was, was the queen on the council. She was, was on the she council with Maleficent. No, with Maleficent she was. No, she wasn't. Was she not? No. Oh. Um. I, I have another question about that council. Let's see Which is I... odd, she should have been. Yeah, she's a villain. Which, um, mm. I have another quick question about that council. Um, we're going back to it again and again, Jason, I apologise. The rewinding of the worlds. Let's say <laughs> that the Queen of Hearts had been on that council, a la, a la you know, Captain Hook or uh, Jafar or whoever else. Boogie boogie. How would they remember making a deal um, to join the baddies? They, they did. Don't question it. How would they remember it? If because it's their mind gets, it gets rewind every time and their mind gets right. Wiped. Don't yeah. question it. Answer that, Chase. Don't question Answer it. Answer it. <laughs> Don't question it. Don't yeah, she question was, it. So she, did, so yeah, she wasn't on that she wasn't on that team though. Like the, no. the darkness is now appearing behind her. Yes. She's not like yes, I'm summing a heartless, this is just happening. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, that's the big difference. That's why she wasn't on council. She doesn't summon heartless. Yeah. Like the other council members, you know, she just Heartless are there. Could do it. Heartless are there, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Cool, I'm okay with this." Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, you kill that, and they regroup post the battle, discussing uh, that that top Heartless was like crazy tough, you know. Mm. Um, and they didn't realize how real the battles they'd face out of Heartless, uh, out of Scala were, and that the real battle was the darkness in people's hearts all along. Mm. Oh yes. Heavy stuff. People are the true villains. Yeah. The true monsters. True monsters. Sorry, they, yeah. Guns don't kill people. <laughs> uh, they recognize the darkness. I'd like to point out they do. They do. They absolutely do. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> they recognize the darkness as how the queen rules with fear. But question if that's the way of the world. You know, if, if the queen ruling by fear using darkness is the order of this world, do they have the right to challenge it? You know, they, they're not allowed to question the order of other worlds. Mm. You know, just because they see it as bad, does it mean that it's bad in this world? You know, or is it all a matter of perspective? Really enjoying the the fact that this is so far a story just about six people, a gang, off on an adventure. Like, we've got a wee, a wee troop going on here, and I'm, I'm enjoying that. It got to the action quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've just shortened it for us, but... <laughs> yeah, this was four years. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> I skipped eighty cutscenes. <laughs> um, I am enjoying that the the um, Ericus and uh, and uh, Xehanort dialogue. I'm enjoying this little sort of. Mm-hmm. And also, Xehanort is absolutely the better of the two. Yeah, yeah. Like in every way. Yeah. Even morally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Ericus questions if maybe the upperclassmen were in a similar situation when their hands were tied. No, maybe they were captured. Um, they asked Xehanort, who suddenly has a flashback of Brain, uh, telling the other Union leaders that darkness can hide anywhere, even inside of someone. Mm-hmm. And he thinks back to the darkness that he saw surrounding Queen. Now, in Unison, both he and Ericus say that the darkness can hide anywhere, even inside of someone. Ah, okay. And they're both shocked and a bit weirded out by the fact they said the exact same thing at the same time, but they get ready to leave. Choosing to believe in the lights in people's hearts. How does Ericus know that? Because Ericus wasn't around in Union Cross. He just knew the thing. No, I feel like it's weird that he just knows that, because that seems like an old secret that died with age. I mean, I I feel like... I feel like these ones are definitely interpreting it as lowercase darkness can hide in anyone's heart instead oh, of okay. uppercase darkness so can like hide that. in anyone's heart. Because I'm beginning to think maybe Ericus is, is, is Lushu. 
brain, you know, the Lucio jumps from brain to Ericus, and that's oh. how that's how Ericus knows. But we saw Ericus die. This is true. True, but by that point, he might have bounced. Oh, but when he bounces, he kills someone, doesn't he? Assumedly. Yeah. So right. We don't actually know that for certain, but assumedly. Okay, um, fair enough. All my theories have been wrong so far, so fine. <laughs> no, all of them have. I, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for one. this game's version of the four tellers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm waiting for an ephemer's evil theory, you know? It's... But it's much worse. At least you never said Goofy was a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They get ready to leave, uh, choosing that they're going to believe in the hearts and and the people's lights and yada yada. But Ericus takes uh, Xehanort aside, asking if he's okay. And Xehanort's like, can darkness burrow so deep that even the person whose heart it's in doesn't know that it's there? Mm. You know, would you be able to turn your Keyblade on somebody who has no idea? what they've become you know if they're full of darkness but they don't know it would you be able to take them out spoken like a true chon teal that's all i'm saying i'm beginning to see a lot of chon teal come through xehanort yeah. <laughs> all that classic chon teal dialogue we got you're now looking looking at xehanort and king of hearts 3 through a whole new chon teal lens <laughs> uh ericus and xehanort decide to stay behind in wonderland keep investigating and, of course, one student joins them, so they have a full party. Cool. Uh, student, uh, whichever student goes with them, is like, why are you being sneaky? You know, why are you staying behind? They're like, oh, we have a plan. But before they can tell the student what it is, Tweedledee and Tweedledum appear. Mm. And chat. <laughs> you weren't anticipating that? No, I keep forgetting uh, we're doing Disney. Sorry, continue. Um, you know, they have some chat, and they get the moral that while curiosity can lead to courage in the face of the unknown, it can also lead to danger, which is, you know, cool, good stuff. Could say it could kill the cat. Oh, <laughs> no, it could kill the Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> right? Uh, stu- a student again tries to uh, pry on what their plan is, but this time the Mad Hatter shows up. Oh. Um, and, and then they escape from that again and comment on how, uh, while a lot of the characters are very silly and carefree, under all that, there's a layer of fear. Mm. They all fear the queen. That's how the order is maintained. Because uh. all characters fear her. Yeah. The Tweedles, however, are unlike the Queen. Their fear hasn't manifested in darkness. Uh, so it seems that not all negative emotion necessarily leads to darkness. What? Darkness what? comes from negative emotion, but not all negative emotion creates darkness. You can have negative emotion without creating darkness. But fear does. But does not all any it. level of fear create darkness? Why do Tweedledum and Tweedledee not fear the Queen? No, they do fear the Queen. Right. Not, but the, they fear her less than the Mad Hatter does. And as a result, Mad Hatter has darkness and they don't. Seemingly. <laughs> okay. It's just... Uh, what you're meant to get out of this isn't the Disney bullshit. It's that <laughs> negative emotion doesn't necessarily equate to darkness. Yeah, okay. But, but like darkness does. does always equate to negative emotion. Okay. Yeah. All darkness comes out of negative emotion, mm-hmm. but not all negative emotion creates darkness. So, uh, the student is all like, oh, so your plan is uh, to investigate the Queen's darkness, you know, cool shit. And Xehanort's like, well, I, I don't know if it's, you know, actually darkness, you know, I, obviously negative emotions may not be darkness. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know if that's what did the upperclassmen's disappearance, but, you know, as, uh, you know, we seem to be the first outsiders who have been here in a long while. So, it probably doesn't, didn't disappear here, but we might as well check it out. Because, um, you know, seven wielders disappearing simultaneously. That's got to be darkness. So, you know, they got to chase the wielders. Ergo, if you find the queen, you follow the darkness. And if you follow the darkness, you'll probably find the students. Okay, right. So, shenanigans later, they find the queen. 
you know, she's the worst. Um, Mumbo Jumbo, her up about light and darkness. She ain't got no time to chat. Uh, but, you know, we see the darkness around her. I would like to note, this isn't meant to be, like, one of the 13 darknesses. This is just meant to be, you know, darkness cloud surrounding an evil character cool. who has darkness. It's, it's, I guess the whole point of this, right, is Xehanort is beginning to study darkness. He's yes. Be- yeah, okay. He's, he's starting to question darkness. Mm. You know, he's questioning, you know, what does her darkness come from? Is it, is it her greed? Is it her wrath? The first footstep down a dark road... I, f- I feel like that was when he stepped through the portal. Okay. But. I forget how big the Queen of Hearts mouth is. <laughs> I know, she can <laughs> eat one of their heads. 100%. <laughs> Xehanort notes how her darkness seems to come from wrath. Uh, when suddenly the darkness around her flares, forming a grim smile that seemingly only Xehanort notices. Mm. Uh, the Queen's all off with their heads, and the boss Heartless comes back. The same one from before. Maybe bored of her inner darkness? Questionable. And you beat it, and then you go home. Great. Woo! Bye. That was good. So they didn't really learn much. Well, Xehanort learned about a well, bit about darkness, but they didn't find their friends. They, they, they didn't them. learn much, but they, they I think, started asking the right questions mm. and started formulating the right plan. Okay. They return from Wonderland to go back to Scala, where they try uh, and decide which darkness they want to follow next. Xehanort notes how a single light can cast countless shadows, and as light guardians, it's likely the more they venture forth, the more darkness is going to follow them. Um, as Xehanort's theory goes, their existence is birthing more darkness, and as such, the upperclassmen may have also attracted darkness by going out. Now, Erd stops them, saying how she gets the Keyblade wielders exist as a light to keep the natural darkness in balance, but that there's a big difference between light leading darkness and darkness leading to light. Ooh, spooky. And Vor's like, uh, I don't think darkness hides inside people. You know, I... I, Erd, you're wrong. We just had a whole game that clarifies that it does that. I read the line wrong. (laughs) Redo. Vor says how she didn't think that the light uh, hidden inside people would be easy to track. Let me finish my sentences, Monty. Sorry. Uh, Braggy continues on with how Master Odin taught them that when negativity deep inside someone's heart grows beyond the bounds, darkness is born. And they don't currently know if the Queen's Darkness was her own, or, you know, if she was aware of it. She might have just been, you know, a mean lady. She was a mean lady. Do we think what we've learned over the past few games is that if all of the, the Keyblade wielders had just stayed in and had a cup of tea, there'd be a lot less darkness in the world? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it all their fault? Maybe. Uh, so he continues that maybe, though, in that world, it doesn't matter because the order's different, you know. Mm. In Wonderland, the order is that a evil queen rules from fear. Perhaps light being right and darkness being wrong doesn't actually hold there. It's all just a matter of perspective. Nericus doesn't have any time for that chat, firmly being like, you know, don't, you know, darkness is evil. And remember your place. Sit down, son. <laughs> I don't want to agree with Ericus, right? But, you know, I kind of agree with Ericus there, which is that darkness is still wrong. The, 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 the Queen of Hearts is a bad woman. She does bad things. Well, yes, but as Keyblade wielders, I think the question is more, is it their purpose or their point to change that? Well, it should be. But... I would argue. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, though. They're not allowed to change the order of worlds. Yeah, but that's a problem. That's just a mistake with the order of Scala, Ikylum, and the... But so are they, are, are they just, like, 
super cops that are going to come in and decide what yeah, right. yeah I'm, 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 what I'm, they want to do. I'm kind Interventionism. Of just, yeah. <laughs> describing Team America World Police there, aren't yes. I? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's yeah. not great. Be Team Zaynord or Team Ericus. Let's let's keep the dial going through the whole video. See which time, see which team you're on. I am Team Chonteel. Well, <laughs> team Zaynord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Ericus is like, I hope that you're not losing sight of you know what you're meant to be. And Zaynord's like, No, 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 you're good. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm I'm like, you know, the students face darkness. Um. And in the world they were, if the order declared that darkness was superior. Perhaps that made the darkness stronger there, and that's why uh, the darkness was defeated. But, you know, Ericus is like, no way, Jose. He's just Fox News, man. He's just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> just asking questions? Yikes. To be fair, I feel like Xehanort's asking good questions. <laughs> it did, I, absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe yeah, he's, not, maybe he's not Fox News. Let's research some of this. <laughs> yeah, you Googled it. <laughs> Hermod gets between them, uh, calming Ericus and saying that if... Uh, searching for the students means delving further into the mysteries of darkness, considering all possibilities, and that's what they need to do. We flash forward four years, oh, wow. where we see Xehanort placing flowers at a grave oh. uh, in Scala. There are three, uh, there are four graves in total, and a voice from off screen asks him if he's leaving. Ericus walks into frame, reminiscing on the good times and trying to stop Xehanort from leaving. Ericus tells him that it wasn't his fault, but Xehanort leaves it at wanting to see more of what's out there before their Mark of Mastery exam. Oh, okay, so the other four die somehow, but God knows how. Well, I mean, is this those four? That's a lot of graves. A lot of dead Keyblade builders. Yeah. Too. I feel like if you only have one graveyard for your entire city. Um, Ericus is like, he's trying to dissuade him. He's like, we've already been out there. We've seen the worlds. You know, there's you know, so much time till the exam. We've got ages. And Xehanort's like, you know, We've seen a lot. We've not seen everything. I need to see everything to, you know, answer all my questions. Okay. Ericus asks, hey, what is it that you're looking for? But Xehanort just walks away without answering. Ericus calls after him, saying how he better come back, because they have a score to settle. Ooh. Ericus is at 117 wins, 312 loses, and 8 draws. Mm. Xehanort corrects him. He's like, no, 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 no. 107 wins, 323 losses, and 7 draws. There's not a score to settle there. Xehanort's losing. Like, no, 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 no. Xehanort's absolutely winning. 117 wins and 302 losses. No. That's for Ericus. Oh. Okay. That's right. Ericus, Ericus needs to settle a score. Right. He needs to beat Xehanort in chess. 100, 150 more times. <laughs> Ericus, pleased that he got Xehanort to turn around, wishes him well, saying that he'll see him soon. They're still besties. Thank and you. now we enter chapter four. At what point did the recent chapter come out? Is chapter the final list of chapters? Chapters four through seven all came out less than a month ago. Wow, this is new territory. This is new territory Brand within new. the last month. This wow. is exciting. exciting. We're we're on the fresh edge. The theories are hot. Yeah, the yeah, theories yeah. are fresh we're off the, the press. Leading edge of theories yeah. here, listener. Don't say we're not recent and current. <laughs> we are. We are right on it. Are you excited, dear Monty? And I bumble our way through it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we returned to one year ago um, where we're met by a very familiar scene. Xehanort and Ericus sit playing a game of chess in the classroom. It's not chess, though, is it? Where Xehanort asked Ericus... <laughs> it does cost $500, though. <laughs> you can't play it. You, remember, you can't play it. It's not got rules. Where Xehanort asks Ericus if he's familiar with the Great Keyblade War. Oh, it's the Kingdom Hearts 3. He questions what the ancient Keyblade wielders intended to do with Kingdom Hearts after making it appear. 
So Anor continues on, asking if Ericus knows of the Lost Masters who started the war, or for whom the Keyblade War started. He looks up at the mantle above the fireplace, where mounted is a familiar Keyblade, no name. He, lo- he mentions how the gazing eye sees the fate of the world, and that the future is fixed, referring to the last page of the Book of Prophecies mm. that said that darkness would prevail. Ericus isn't so sure, though, saying how he doesn't believe that the future is set, and that maybe light will prevail. After all, who's to say that he can't change it? Unlike darkness, he tells Ericus, or he tells Xehanort, light has more to it than meets the eye, with Xehanort responding, saying he hopes so. That's the Kingdom Hearts 3 scene. It is. Doesn't it also mean just so much more in context now that we've done Union Cross? It does. So, elsewhere, um, back in the, the, the present time, Vor arrives at what appears to be the evil queen's castle in the Dwarven Woodlands. Right. Wandering around trying to find anyone, she mistakenly stumbles upon the evil queen, asking the magic mirror who will rule over all forever. With it responding, you will, my queen. <laughs> uh, the queen leaves. So have we had this conversation before? Feels like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> uh, let's, be, let's be real. Even without the rewind, the queen absolutely asks that. Like, Every daily. day, yeah. Good point. Self-confidence yeah. as she's in it. <laughs> am I a good queen? You are my queen. But am I really? She's just, she's just an insecure lady. You know, bless her. <laughs> uh, so the queen leaves and seeing that the mirror knows all answers Vor approaches it sometime later Ericus and Xehanort find Vor wandering the woodland teasing her about wanting to come along uh, then going off on her own and getting lost they overhear the dwarves mentioning something about a cave in and Vor runs to help quickly followed by Ericus who chases after her they get to the cave offering to help uh, Vor approaches the boulders drawing her keyblade which Xehanort says is a good idea um, before she just simply puts away the keyboard and yeets the boulder away, freeing the dwarves. She just, like, manhandles it, just yeets a boulder. Wow. Strong little girl. Yeah. Very impressive. Suddenly, Heartless attack, uh, suggesting, uh, or suspecting the Heartless to be the cause of the cave-in. They send the dwarves to safety, and they take out the Heartless. Good, sh- good shit. Uh, now with the Heartless defeated, Ericus says how, uh, he doesn't think that defeating random Heartless is really gonna help them with chasing darkness. Before's like, no, 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 we'll be good because there's a castle. The castle's pretty spooky and also it has a mirror that will tell us anything we want to know. Right, yeah. Well, let's go. It's interesting we're getting birth by sleep parallels a little bit there with that. With just some of the fact that they're going there of all places, you know. Um, just It's just fun. It's just fun. A um, So Xehanort's intrigued by the mirror um, and follows Vor to it. They approach with it asking... Uh, they approach with asking what they want to know. And Ericus, of course, runs forward first, asking how to beat Xehanort in chess, this silly little scoundrel. <sighs> Such a loser, man. I can't, I can't with the Ericus. <laughs> oh, I love Ericus. <laughs> He's just a good boy. He's fu- Why do you like Ven, but you don't like Ericus? Because Ven never got anyone killed. Ah, uh, no, wait a minute. You <laughs> Sorry, I take it back. For those who are confused, please go back and listen to the Union Cross episodes. <laughs> yes, yeah. <sighs> so Xehanort uh, tells the mirror to ignore him and walks forward, telling it of the missing classmates. Uh, the mirror proceeds to tell them that the friends they seek travel travel hither and yon, 
along separate paths alone they forge on. That is not useful. It's like the Cheshire Cat all <laughs> yeah, over again. Yeah, yeah. The Disney characters need to get their act together. <laughs> They're fucking somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're somewhere, but alone. Oh. So they decide to look for them then one at a time. Uh, Ericus begins to ask where one named Vidar is before suddenly the queen enters, shouting at the mirror to remember who it serves. Uh, Ericus tries to apologize for barging in, asking her, you know, may we have permission to ask the mirror a question? We just want to, you know, figure some stuff out. Uh, she relents. You know, she's, okay, you can ask it, a mirror. But then she yeets a potion at it like she didn't uh, birth by sleep. And the trio is sucked into the mirror where it has to fight the face. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, we did this before. We've yeah. done this before. We've been here. Uh, so they escape the mirror where they see the queen is gone and again go to ask where Vidar is. But um, suddenly they're stopped when a voice tells, behind them tells them it won't be necessary because it's very f***ing conveniently Vidar. Oh. <laughs> okay, why are you here? That's thought y'all went missing. Uh, so he tells them that he suspected that they'd show up sooner or later, presuming Master Odin sent them. Ericus asks if uh, he knew, then why didn't he just come home? Vidar ignores him, saying how you must be Xehanort, the visitant. I see why you caught the master's eye. There's something different about you. Ooh. Uh, he turns to Vor, saying how there's something on her mind. Uh, she, and she's wondering if she really belongs with these friends. So he tells her to join him instead, much to Xehanort and Ericus' shock. <gasps> Gasp. Ericus is like, what do you mean? Aren't you coming home? Um... Uh, and Vidor replies, not yet. There's something that we need to do. Xehanor asks what it is, and he gets, you know, a classic, you'll see. Oh, I love it, yeah. Classic. No one finishes a thought. Yeah. Uh, Vidor returns back to Vor, saying that he needs her help. Ericus tries to get between them, saying that surely she'll stay with them, but it turns out that she asked the mirror a question of her own, you know, back at the start. We flash back to see Vor ask if she'll become a Keyblade Master. The mirror tells her that with friends thy hearth doth lie, content and free of woe, in comfort, stagnant, calm, forward thou fail to go. She tells the mirror it's lying. She wants to be a keyblade master as much as anybody else, but the mirror cannot lie. Mm -hmm. uh, we come back to the present where she reveals she's too nervous about them passing the marks uh, because if they do, they're all going to go their separate ways. So she doesn't want to pass because she doesn't want to lose her friends. Uh, Ericus tries to reassure her, saying, you know, we'll be the same. You know, our, our, we're still going to be friends after it. Reassures her, saying, you're not going to pass. Come on. <laughs> but the rest of us are. We are still going to leave you. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, your plan revolves on, uh, like, hinges on all of us failing. Like, that's not what's going to happen here. <laughs> so er Ericus is like, no, it's going to be fine. You're, we're still going to be friends. Uh, Xehanort, meanwhile, is like, no, nah, change is inevitable. You know, you should embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> learn learn to form some new relationships, man. <laughs> this will be good for you. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Ericus is fully dejected at Xehanort not backing him up, uh, who looks on Vor as uh, she tells him that she's made up her mind. She needs to leave the bubble if she wants to grow, and she leaves through a portal with Vidar. Great. <laughs> so we've, we've lost one of our friends to the supposedly missing, potentially not missing, potentially just Hiding so, and so did away we find out space. why Vito was there? Oh, we will. Well, I, I mean, in this context, it's because he wanted four. They use darkness, right? That's what we're doing. She came through a dark portal. She's about to take her away and corrupt her, and that's why. One, it's a guy. Two, it so wasn't a dark portal. Oh, how did? Oh, okay. It's just a normal portal. 
Let everybody be spooky and mysterious for a while. Get your answers in time. It's just like they're their colleagues. Like, can you imagine? Like, if if like Monty, imagine you and I work together in an office, mm. and imagine you like sent me an email saying, "Have you done this thing I asked you to do?" And I responded, "Going, you will see in time." <laughs> Sounds like something you'd do. <laughs> so we flash to a scene of them all in the classroom with Vor asking why they all want to become Keyblade Masters. Right. Ericus begins saying how originally it felt like an obligation, but, you know, family tradition and all. But now he knows that he needs to put a stop to the darkness once and for all. Mm. Uh, the others gave variations of, you know, doing what's right, seeing the world, yada yada, except obviously Xehanort, who says that he doesn't know why he wants to be, only that uh, he has friends that he wants to see again one day. Referring to his dream friends. Uh, Broggy asks, why does that require being a Keyblade Master? Um, and Xehanort simply looks forlorn out the window, like the emo he is. They turn the question back on Vor, asking why she does, but she teasingly says that wishes don't come true if you say them out loud. So none of you are becoming Keyblade Masters, haha! Oh. I tricked you! <laughs> Not a fan of Vordy. 64 years later! Well... <laughs> We see now a much older Xehanort in a form we're very familiar with. Uh, Return to the mirror. Bald goatee. Bald goatee. Oh. Little hunchback. Yeah. He asks the mirror if it remembers him. He asks the mirror if it remembers him, and it tells him that it remembers him being a bit less bald. Oh. <laughs> Rude. Um, Big he, words from a skeleton in glass. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? To be fair, it's not the kind of hair you expect. Uh, so Xehanort walks up, uh, and he tells it that over the years he's lost many comrades. Some passed on, and some chose other paths. Hmm. He tells him that he'll always have a space in his heart for those friends that he saw in his dreams, though he never left. Save, of course, uh, for one. Hmm. He continues to ask, were they actually real? Uh, it responds that much lies beyond our world, even beyond our time. Some in this world reside. Their toll is yet to chime. Hmm. Woo! We're still alive. Uh, Xehanort asks how it can be so sure without even knowing their names as he as he lunges forward trying to like punch the mirror. Uh, the mirror responds that uh, his heart speaks more clearly than his words. He regains his composure and Xehanort asks uh, where they are. It tells um, him that amongst an ocean of keys on a vast barren land a boy bearing great light and darkness doth stand. I wonder where that is. And I wonder who that is. Uh, immediately recognizing the Keyblade Graveyard. The Keyblade Graveyard. Uh, he rushes to leave. Cool. 54 years after the events of this, ergo 10 years prior to that last scene there. Okay. So. <laughs> Why? Just do them in order. <laughs> Don't jump ahead, oh, then jump slightly ahead and backwards. That was the end of chapter four. This is now chapter five. Uh, so a further 54, uh, 54 years later, after the events of the missing student's incident, we see Xehanort leaving Arrakis in the land of departure. It seems to be after that conversation that we saw in Birth by Sleep, um, uh, of Xehanort having just asked about the Keyblade, you know, when they have their big fight? Yes. Yes. Uh, so Arrakis confronts Xehanort, saying that the reason there's a reason that that knowledge is banned, and asking uh, if he would blanket the world in darkness and reduce them to nothing. I have a, I have a question about this, because you might remember that back when we did Birth by Sleep, 
um, we questioned why Ericus would let this creepy man into the, the exam to help judge. Uh, obviously, they're friends, but presumably we are building to a moment where the two of them part ways because they have... Well, this is the moment. This is the moment. And then they make up after this. Right, but... Xehanort sends him a very nicely worded letter. Yeah, oh, so, so we're really just doubling down on the, the, the letter is it undoes presumably some horrible stuff that we're about to see Xehanort do. Um, across a few years where they fall apart. We're, we're really... This, this, does this undo our criticism, is my question, of well, why does, would Ericus let what Xehanort What does he do in? here? He, he just says that he wants to, you know... I don't, mean, I don't mean here. I mean um, as a young boy when they fell out. Because we know they fell out. We just no, we don't. Over. Do they not? That, not that we know. I man. thought fell out, they fell out when they were young. No, they fell out here. Oh. Wow, Ericus has been, like, putting up with this guy for, like, a hundred years. Yeah. Fifty years, sorry. Fifty years. Yeah, they're, they're in, like, their 60s, 70s. <sighs> Ericus is the worst, man. I continue. <laughs> well, I mean, who, who says that he's a spooky evil guy? The, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and the things that he says and he, does. <laughs> look, he's got a very kind, grandfatherly smile there. Oh, yes, and the evil yellow eyes and the pointed ears, which have evolved over 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us nothing. Hey, Sorry, Chase. Hey, Continue. Hey, no, no. What's, I, I don't want to bring it up, but we're having a few pints. What's um, what's going on with the years, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Back to the Keyblade Grave. Keyblade doctor, doctor. Zaynor can't let it go, needing answers to whether they're worthy of the ultimate light. He must forge the Keyblade, and with it, unlock the door to. Keyblade hearts. Oh, yes. Keyblade ball. Uh. Uh, Ericus tells Xehanort they won't allow Xehanort to risk an apocalypse, but he's countered uh, that darkness is only a beginning, not an end, as he sees it. After all, were we not all born uh, as part of the darkness? Mm. Uh, seeing words won't stop him, Ericus summons his Keyblade and attacks Xehanort, who surrounds himself with darkness. Blast, blast, shooting Ericus. He asks if darkness has taken him, but Xehanort tells him it's not his concern. Xehanort leaves as Ericus says that he knew it. Xehanort could never let it go. We flash back to their childhood seven years after the search for the upperclassmen uh, where we see Xehanort and Ericus facing each other. Why? What do you mean, why? Why are they fighting? You wanted them to fight as children. Yeah, I know, but I want to know why they're fighting in this instance. Continue the story, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is Winnie the Pooh's face in the background as part of the Crest of Arms? The little Winnie the Pooh's face. Sorry. Hidden Winnie's. <laughs> <laughs> so they're facing each other. Xehanort is now holding no name, so he has inherited the Keyblade. And Ericus, of course, has his normal one, which we now know is uh, Brain's Keyblade originally that he passed at uh, Ephemer, and which now seems to have been passed down uh, through generations. How did Xehanort inherit No Name? Because No Name didn't seem like it was a Keyblade that was passed down and passed down. It was it was in the cla- on the classroom wall. That seems like it was. So he just stole it, presumably. No, he's given it. He was given it. Yeah. By the teacher. Yeah. So sort of upon Old graduating. Yeah. Odin looked at Xehanort, this guy, and went, you know, you're 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 the right guy for no name. Yes. <laughs> he is guy. currently, as far as we know him in that past time, the most morally correct member of that class. Uh fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Ericus asks Xehanort if his mind is made up, and Xehanort says that Kingdom Hearts is the only way. This is a path that they must take as Keyblade wielders. Ericus says how they'd only just become masters a year ago and now this. Xehanort tells him that they were both given a title, but only Ericus 
is a true heir. Mm. Ericus counters that Xehanort too was bequeathed the Keyblade from the era of the Lost Masters, having been supposed to inherit their resolve alongside the weapon. Right. So, no name. He says he's a true heir, so what, is he maybe like Brain's great-great-grandson or something? He's, like a, that. he's a true heir. Um, it's been a long day. Xehanort <laughs> <laughs> Z- assures him that though he's thought long in the nine years that he's been in Scala uh, about what it means to protect the world, uh, his decision to summon Kingdom Hearts doesn't come easily to him. Ericus counters, asking him how he can be so sure that it's the right answer, but Xehanort returns, how can you be sure that it's not? Looking sad, as he readies his keyblade, Ericus says that life has taught them far different lessons. Xehanort asks if he stands in his way as a true Keyblade master, but Ericus responds that no, as a true friend, as they fight. So this was the one that kind of broke them up in their childhood. Right. And they... And years later, after his fight, Ericus went, you know, that guy I fought over our our deep philosophical and moral differences, I'm going to invite him along to you. Given the wording of that last scene we saw, it seems that Ericus thought that he had given it up. Um, the hunt for Kingdom Hearts, but then they had that conversation, and he's like, "Oh no, you didn't. Oops." That's why? Why would bad. he think that? So, returning to the present, we find the students in their classroom, uh, where they're trying hard to find Odin. Uh, after Vor left with Vidar, um, they're not really sure whether they should continue their task after this. It feels a bit weird. Uh, Hermod and Erd vote to keep going, saying that it's Master Odin, what Master Odin would have wanted. But Broggy's like, uh leave Vor behind? You know, maybe we shouldn't keep doing it with Vor gone? Hermod's like, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. We're going to see Vor later. She'll she'll be fine. We're going to see her later. And Eric is like, I don't know, man. You know, what Vor said felt like, you know, a forever goodbye. It feels like we're not going to see her again. Sorry, Chase. Who wins this fight? Oh, we don't see. We never see a winner. I think that it's just meant to show that they did fight. But we never see a winner. Okay, is is Zaynor in the room while they're having this current discussion? No, this is this is back, this is back, this is back in the, in the present. Sorry, this is the present. Thank you. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> God, I'm, is, I'm losing so it with this one. Yeah, the jumping is too much currently. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. I think you need more drinks. No, no, I, I was following and then I wasn't, and this is convolute. This is we're going back to good old fashioned convolutedness. C- continue. <laughs> so. Eric is like, I, I, Vor feels, it feels like Vor was saying goodbye forever. You know, she doesn't intend to see us again. Uh, and, you know, I want to go find her. We got to go find her. Let's go to the Dwarf Woodlands. We're going to ask the mirror where she is. And everybody's like, yeah, except for Xehanort, of course, who's like, no, 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 I think we should stick to, you know, finding the upperclassmen. You know, once Vidar completes his task, him and Vor are going to come home like they said they would. And Ericus is like, well, Vidar's just using Vor to complete his goal. And Xehanort's like, eh, she's tough. She'll be fine. You know, it's, it's all good. She's going to be great. And Ericus is like, I thought you cared about your friend. Uh, which, dick move. Ericus is, is, Xehanort's like, don't I? What about you? Would a friend try to manipulate someone's beliefs just because they don't line up with their own? And he's like, ooh, sassy. Snap. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Ericus counters that a good friend would help another see the error of their ways. But Xehanort's... Xehanort responds that who's to decide what's right and wrong? Yeah. Unless Ericus knows of somebody who has a heart of pure light and no trace of shadows, of course. I wonder who that could be. So Ericus is like, well, that's what a Keyblade Master is. Somebody of pure light. That's what I want to become. And Xehanort's like, I don't know, man. This just feels like a title. You know, it's just what you make of it. Uh, finally, Erd's like, back it up, kids. Separate. I'm playing mom here. Go away. Um, Ericus asks Braggy if he's coming with them and the pair depart. Hermod asks Xehanort if he's sure about this, and Xehanort's like, you know, we're taking different paths, but we're gonna 
reach the same goal at the end. You know, it's all good. Ericus should let his heart be his guiding key. Go do what he thinks. That works good. so well with the, the unions uh, taking different paths to the same goal. <laughs> yeah, good point. That works great. Uh, so they decide the mirror's a bust, and the three remaining don their armor and warp to another world. Elsewhere, uh, on top of the tower, Vidar returns to Scala, uh, approaching Master Odin at the top of the tower, uh, telling the Master that he's come to say goodbye. Uh, before he can finish the statement, though, Odin tells him that darkness, like no other, may soon be upon them. Vidar's like, yeah, duh, the, the Heartless are everywhere. And Odin's like, no, 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 no. True darkness. So Odin knew that the upperclassmen were fine, presumably. And he still sent these kids off on an adventure to go and get them. Like, they're having a conversation. Right? He's pulling a Yensid. <laughs> He's pulling a Yensid. Well, we know where he got it from. <laughs> Useless wizards. <laughs> yes. It is a very generic-looking Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah, probably, <laughs> honestly, they're probably the worst design in Kingdom Hearts history, I would say. Which is weird, because it's, like, in itself, not a bad design. It's just, when you put it next to anything else in the series, yeah, yeah. it's very plain. So he's like, they're coming. We doomed. And Odin uh, continues to tell Vidar what we know, seven were trapped in the Lost Masters, four were trapped in the Realm Between, um, and the two remaining were said to have been destroyed in the world's collapse, but there's no evidence that those last two were actually destroyed. Vidar then asks uh, the master if he thinks that those two are returns. And the master's like, ah, maybe. Uh, it seems likely. Uh, Vidar, you know, you got to remember that the unknown that you fear can't simply be regarded as darkness. You know, it's, it's just an unknown. It might be light. Who knows? You don't know what it is. You need to learn to distinguish between the many different types of shadows. True darkness being an exception. You got to be ready, kid. You're not ready yet. Fix your shit. Oh, who's, who's, whose job was that to get me ready over the last <laughs> ten years? So, I, yeah. I'd i like to say how Monty has just been sat here with his head in his hands for, like, the whole of the dark road bit so far. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, I'm following. This feels like it's back to, like, birth by sleep and dream drop distance when you were just fully, like... I'm not gonna lie. So far, it's a major dip from Union Cross for me. I, I was really quite hooked by Union Cross. This feels like nothing new is being explained. And I'm guessing you're building to something, and that's great. But right now, it's useless characters being useless. And well, to be fair, right it's not meant to really be, you know, big lore reveals. It's more meant to be kind of philosophically how Xehanort became right, okay. Xehanort. Okay, so we've been engaging with this the way you should be engaged with, arguably, then. We're yeah. questioning characters and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's meant to be like a, a philosophical journey. Okay. Sure. So, back to Xehanort. Uh, his trio arrives at the Beast's Castle. Oh, man's castle. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, it's so dark spooky. Ericus would definitely run away from this, little coward boy. What? <laughs> it's, it's like a running joke constantly about how Ericus is a coward and will absolutely run away at the slightest. Classic Ericus. No wonder Ericus turned into such a prick getting treated like this. <laughs> it's like a running joke. Uh, to be fair, he even jokes about it himself, but... Uh, at the same time, uh, Ericus and Braggy also arrive at the castle. Excuse me. They arrive at the Queen's castle, Dwarven Woodlands. They're watching the Queen, and they're like, uh, she's very self-absorbed. She keeps looking at this mirror. She's not going to leave. We need a different plan. Uh, so back at the Beast's castle, we meet Lumiere, Cogsworth, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they want to use Erd as a replacement bell. They're like, oh my gosh, pretty girl. They want to use Erd as a replacement bell. Well, <laughs> 
Question, question, to uh, sell her off to the beast. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, a pretty girl. You can fall in love with the master. Oh my gosh, wow. But, 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 but Bell well, gets sold off to the beast. What? Well, I mean, I, I call replacement Bell, but honestly, we don't know at what point in this story this comes. So maybe this is before Bell got there. No, Bell. no, no. It's all, it's all happening in the span of the movie, remember? A, a pre-replacement Bell. Well, yes, but this is the part where Belle is still singing the opening number. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So she's not hit the castle yet. Yeah, yeah. She'll be here soon. All the villagers will be really mean to her because she walks around and she's like, I, I read and you yeah. don't. And they're like, why are you being such a shit about this? Like, your favorite Disney I princess. Love, I, love, I, love, I was about I to say, she talking your favorite Disney princess. Favorite Disney princess, best Disney princess. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, they learned that a while ago, two visitors came to the castle and stole the beast's rose. Ooh. Uh... The true question if maybe it was the upperclassmen, they're not really sure why they'd think that. Uh, and they're like, oh, we gotta go talk to the Beast. So they go beat some Heartless with him, and he's like, oh, I've seen keys like yours before. Bad by those who stole the rose. And they're like, uh, crap. Uh, can, I, I guess we'll help get the rose back. Let us help. And Beast's like, no, don't do it. And he chases them out of the room. Right. <laughs> Classic beast. Yeah. Classic beast. No, uh, don't do that. There that, is that's that over. <laughs> there is a beast boss battle there. Oh, poor beast. Unimportant. Uh, knowing that they can't turn their weapons on a resident of that world, they leave. Uh, and outside the beast room, they question why the upperclassmen stole a rose. You know, was this a part of their exam? While going to return to tell the others what they learned, they're attacked by a heartless. Erd gets split off in the group while chasing one that ran away and is surrounded in the ballroom. Zane Orton, her mother, in the in the lobby, in the foyer. Okay. Um, with a call of me, her heart be your guiding key. She leaps into battle. Back in the main hall, her mother and Zaynor are struggling with even just one of the heartless. They finish it off and run for Erd while Hermod checks oh. on the castle residence. Oh, dead. Oh, no, dead. Back in the hall, Erd is struggling to fend off this group when suddenly she's saved by a woman mm. with long silver hair bearing her own keyblade. The woman makes swift work of the remaining heartless, taking them out in one magical attack. Erd recognizes her as Vala, one of the remaining upperclassmen that they're looking for. Okay. Are you liking the names? The names are beginning to become a lot. <laughs> there's still five. Er, Erd, Vala, Verd, and... There, there's five more. Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll... Plenty everywhere, all the Vs. Vala's like, you are a light that shines brilliantly in the face of chaos, and that feels slightly like it's... A gay awakening. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. This older girl crashing through the ceiling and like saving her life. You are the light that like oh, unbelievably so. So 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 what's what's her name? The, that's your your. Excuse excuse me. That's I keep calling her your. That's Erd. Erd Erd the lead Erd the lead guitarist of the band is in the Beast's ballroom and Vala, which is one of the upper class. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So Just we've never met before. Back window and rescued her. Cool. Great. Leaped and off a balcony and told her that she was a light shining in the face of chaos. She's all waiting something in, in, in our wee earth. She's <laughs> doing her thing. Uh, so she tells her much to Ern's surprise that she's been waiting for her. Oh, my. Ern asks why she's been waiting, uh, if she's been waiting, why she's been hiding. You know, Vala says that she's been watching. Uh, she had to be right to determine whether or not Ern was capable of helping them complete their goal. She asks, uh, if that goal is the same one as Vidar, and Vala laughs, asking, saying, you ask a lot of questions. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, just tell us what you're doing. <laughs> you're so silly, asking so many questions. No, <laughs> shut up, Vala. What's your plan? <laughs> so annoying. What is your plan? What do you do? Ur tells her that it's her mission to bring Vala back, not to go with, you know, what she says or what she does. And Vala's like, oh, it's a shame. But you don't worry, we're going to meet again soon, sooner than you think. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. And then she asks her to keep her light shining bright. Oh, and also to return this. Um, and a ninja boy jumps down. Uh, he leaps from the sky with the lost rose and throws it to her. And then the two fuck off. So they were luring them there mm-hmm. to like. Yeah, test them. basically. Test them for what? That's the to question. see if they could join their cause. What's their cause? We don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as uh, they throw Erd the rose and run off. The camera pans over to the entrance of the ballroom where we see that Xanar has been stood there the whole time just oh. watching. He questions what they meant like by... Oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, Vala tells Erd that the rose is essential to the world's order and Xanar questions this uh, as it goes to him. And we know that it is, to be fair. That's that's absolutely... Yeah, so we we know. Um, but I think that Xanar... One of the big themes is Xanar's questioning the what world's orders really are. And, you know, what makes a world order and how they differ all that. He seems to be very in favor still of, of keeping to the world order. Is he? He's not now, messing yes. with stuff. Okay, okay. And I, I honestly argue that even in Kingdom Hearts 3, he still is. But we'll get there later. Like, he, he, he's, he's all for keeping it. He just wants to rewrite it. Um, so, the, so the trio regroup and return to the beast. Give him the rose. Go home. One year later, because we love our time jumps, we are now in chapter 6. Uh, we see Xehanort clad in his Keyblade armor, traversing a corridor of darkness. Mm. Uh, Xehanort has now been selected for the Mark of Mastery. Um, as with the upperclassmen, this meant journeying out to distant worlds to broaden their horizons. He notes that for the upperclassmen, this journey led to a series of unfortunate events, uh, noting how journeying out again is listening this emotion in his heart again, and saying how the past years had an impact, or perhaps the feelings have been there since leaving the island and are only now just coming to the surface. Spooky, spooky. He continues on how turbulent the emotions of the Dark Quarter are too much to bear. Uh, it could devour him. Yet, even with this armor protecting him, he can feel the darkness leeching its way into his heart every time he travels. That said, he believes that his heart is strong enough to weather the Maelstrom, to achieve his destiny, and he removes his armor. Oh. Uh, he, he instantly clutches at his chest and falls to the ground as a robed figure approaches him saying, Oh. So you're the singularity. The scene shifts, and Xehanort and the Roby are now in the desert outskirts of the Keyblade graveyard. Xehanort wakes up as the Roby goes, Morning! Oh, Oh, is no. it is it, is it MOM? Is it Master so, Masters? So, to be very transparent, um, because we won't actually get into this until we record Remind, okay. this scene is in Remind. Okay. Ooh, really? Um, so this had already been known for about two years. This, as with the scenes in Union Cross, is an extend cut. 
Okay. Well, technically, it's a later scene with the Master of Masters that's seen in Remind. Right. This first scene, this first meeting, was not seen in Remind. Right. We'll get back to it when we do Remind, uh, with the Remind context, but if you couldn't already tell, yes, it is the Master of Masters. You know what it's like, though? You always pep up when the Master of Masters comes into a scene, don't you? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, why is he here? Oh, why does Theodore know the mom? <laughs> Love it. So he's always, like, you've got my sword, right? That's probably Well, he's got his previous memories. That's why he knows him. Also that too. Yeah, he's got Chantiel's memories. Chantiel didn't know the mom. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Xehanort's like, who are you? And the Roby's like, well, I could introduce myself as, you know, Theodore or Jack, but I, would that really prove who I am? And Xehanort's like, oh. And the Roby's like, oh, I saved your life. Uh, the, 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 the mom's like, I saved your life. Come on, some respect, please. <laughs> Um, he's like, I was taking a leisurely stroll through a corridor of darkness, uh, and I found you just passed out with no protection. You know, what were you doing? You thought your heart was strong or something? No armor? Or did you just take a wrong turn somewhere? Are you a tourist? <laughs> oh, he's the worst, but he's great. He's a silly, goofy guy. Xenor's <laughs> like, if you know all that, why were you there? And the Roby's like, no, 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 calm down, calm down, S- come here, sit, talk. Now, the, the, the two sit. And the room Chase, is- I feel like you've been rehearsing your entire life to be the voice actor for the Master of Masters. You'd, you'd smash it. But that's all I'm saying. This is great. So the two sit, and uh, the mom tells him that he used to be a Keyblade wielder, more or less. I feel like that's more important than it's led on in this game. The more or less, I don't know. I we made, don't have an answer. I made all of the Keyblades. Is that the more? I'm Potentially. Um... Uh, and Xehanort's like, well, I never heard of you. And the Roby's like, well, I used to be, more or less. So Xehanort draws his keyblade. He's like, oh, I'm sus. I'm going to trust you. And Xehanort, uh, you, you know the thing in uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 where Riku's like, oh, that, is that a keyblade? Wow, that's mine now. And he like teleports. Yeah. The Master of Masters is the same thing. He just like <laughs> teleports Xehanort's uh, keyblade into his hand. Cool sword you got there. It's got an eye in it. Wham. Oh, no, no, no. To be, to be clear, at this point, he still had the trainee sword. So, like, the blue star one. Oh, okay, okay. Mom's like, ta-da, see? Trust me now. And Xehanort's like, even less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roby poo-poos him and tells him uh, that in any case, you know, don't go to the corridor unexposed. That's not great. And he gives him a gift. One of his black cloaks. Mm. Telling him that, well, it's a little out of fashion compared to the armor of this age. It provides far superior protection against the darkness. Xehanort's like, are you some kind of traveling salesman? Are you trying to sell me the robe? And, and, and Mom's like, nah, nah, it's free. It's free. And Xehanort's like, I trust you even less now. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, now Mom's like, how'd you even get in there? And Xehanort's like, well, I, I was on my journey to prepare for the Mark of Mastery exam. And Mom's like, the what? And Xehanort's like, I thought you were a Keyblade wielder. It's the, it's the Mark of Mastery exam. And they named it after you. It's the Mom exam. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hate that uh, he's, he's like I thought you used to be a keyblade wielder and mom's like eh, more or less um, and Xehanort's like well you know those who are qualified to take the exam go out to explore the world in advance you know broaden the horizon and mom's like oh, sounds like work I don't like it this isn't what I wrote down <laughs> <laughs> did nobody read my book <laughs> uh, mom tells him that uh, if his journey's not yet done you know you gonna do a favor for me in exchange for that spiffy coat so it wasn't free uh, he, he tells Xehanort that he needs him to take a peek at people's hearts. Right. Right. Uh, so, Mom continues that, like, emotions are complex. What you feel towards someone you love isn't always going to be good. It can be kind of like a false kind of light. 
This then begs the question, are those messy feelings that emerge from something like love still light, or are they darkness? Okay. You know, how do these conflicting feelings lie? Xander asks where that came from, and Mom's like, no, 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 let me continue. The dark thoughts that dwell inside most hearts bubble to the surface, where they drag others down. There are those with power and those without. Those with the power harbor feelings of superiority and judgment, while those who don't, inferiority and envy. The weak who fear the strong strip them of the power. Um, and then Mom turns to Xanor, asking what he is. Xanor tells him that people shouldn't be categorized in such extremes. Xanor's not an extremist. Who do you think? Who do you think Xanor is? He's not an extremist. He's not an extremist. He's, got very, he's very chill, that, yeah. this guy. Yeah. Level-headed. Yeah. Besides, even if he was an extreme, it doesn't matter that he carries dark intentions. The Roby's like, what ex- is that what experience tells you? And Xanor's just like, sus. <laughs> uh, so Mom continues that this will help broaden Xehanort's horizons, just like they want for the exam. In the meantime, he's going to be sat right here in the graveyard. He's going to wait. He's looking forward to hearing more. What does he do? He's sat in the graveyard for, like, probably, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years? Oh, he literally sits there for about six months. He just, just whistles to himself. Yes. He's very old. That's a very mom thing to do, though. Because he strikes me as a guy that gets bored very easily. Surely he's always looking for the next cool thing. Is he not off traveling? Who knows? Maybe he's got like 10 clones. He just left one here. Back in the present, back to the real time, Xehanort, Erd, and Hermod arrive in Agrabah, which now has people. Hooray. Disney. Right. Uh, Hermod uh, says how Erd... Oh, coming on. One of my favorite scenes in the entire game. Uh, Hermod says how Erd seems distracted ever since the castle, and she's like, well... That's because I met Vala and Volley. <laughs> Not the same name. <laughs> That's Vala, V-A-L-A, and Volley, V-A-L-I. Vala was the woman, Volley was the ninja. So she begins to tell them that she met them, but in their cut court, Jafar comes. He's like, oh my god, woe is me. How are the people going to survive? Our kingdom's dying. The only thing that can help us is the lamp. But I'm just a poor old sultan uh, thingy. I like... It's so hard. I can't do it. I guess you far that classic sultan thingy. Yeah. I forget what the word. Vizier. That's the word. He's the vizier. The sultan thingy. No, of course he does that right around because he sees the he sees the three of them and he's like, oh my god, they're goodies. So of course, instantly, Ericus walks over and he's like, oh my gosh, can we help? Well, let us help. Um, Oh my god, it's the wayfinder trio all over again, isn't it? Could could any of you at least? Where do you think they learned it? Uh, could any of you young fine gentlemen be described as a diamond in the rough? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does call them all that. Is that a diamond in the rough. Uh, he so he tricks them into venturing into Cape Wonders for him, and Zaynard's like sus, but you know it's an opportunity to see new things. I'll go along with it. Mm-hmm. So in the Cave of Wonders, uh, you know the the lion mouth it tells them not to touch anything but the lamp, and they're like, <laughs> only Ericus would ever be that stupid. <laughs> wow. Classic. Oh, classic. Wow. Classic Ericus. He's a greedy sod. That's what we've learned apparently, about Ericus. Apparently so. He's a money and an idiot, more yeah. importantly. So they wander further further in, uh, eliciting one of my favorite scenes in the entire game, um, where they're walking through and they're like, that's a carpet, right? It certainly is. Yep. Walking like a person. Let's pretend we didn't see anything. <laughs> that's really funny. And then instantly... <laughs> they don't even look back at it. That's very funny. It's not, it's not even the funny part. Because oh. they instantly see Ericus, and then we get, that's Ericus, right? It certainly is. Yep. Walking like a carpet. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Brilliant. It's like if they cross, cross him in the street, and it's like, I saw him, but I'm going to pretend I didn't yeah. see him yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love 
love that. Uh, they chase them through the cave, uh, getting there just in time to stop our silly little boy Ericus from uh, being a little naughty boy and touching the treasure like they absolutely knew that he was going to do. Absolute morals. Um, and he's like, oh my gosh, bestie Xehanort, why are you here? I thought we had a fight. And he's like, so it turns out their quest for boar, remember they're like, oh, we gave up on the mirror instantaneously and then came here where Jafar also tricked us. So we're also looking for the lamp. So our party is restored. All six are back. Great. Sure. <laughs> this is very birth by sleep-esque yeah, shenanigans. It is. So Xehanort is like, oh my gosh, guys, I don't know if you sensed it, but I sensed darkness in Jafar. And Ericus is like, <laughs> yo guys, did you send some darkness in that evil, suspicious looking man? Well, Eric, well remember, the, 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 Ericus is like, wait, did he trick us? Wow, and even even Xehanort's like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, <laughs> Jafar wants the lamp, and when, you know, I shook Jafar's hand, I could feel his greed emanating off him. He's going to do anything for power, even overthrow the Sultan. Wow. Well, I feel like we should have actioned that rather than going into the Cave of Wonders. It genuinely doesn't matter what you do. This will all be reset in a minute. It doesn't matter. We just need to punch him in the face, like, at least. Uh, Broggy says, well, cool. I'm not going to help him anymore. and goes to leave. Uh, yeah. along with Ericus and Hermod, but they're stopped by Erd, who's like, no, 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 I think that we should keep looking for the lamp. Not because Jafar asked us to, because, you know, I think it's essential to the world's order. And, you know, Vala told me that the upperclassmen are really keen on items that are uh, have to do with the world's order. So they might go after this. We should probably go after it. We yeah. might find the upperclassmen. Okay, so it's key to the world's order that the, the, the movie plays as it always would. But where's Aladdin in this? You know what I mean? Like, if, if, well, if Overlord, it's, it's, it's almost it's like, like this game is trying to explain the, the, the when, plot. Do you remember when he sent someone in before Aladdin at the start of the movie? Oh, he does. <laughs> it was a Keyblade wielder the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Didn't you see the extended cut of the Disney film? Surely it's, for the sake of Xehanort's little experiments that he's trying to pull here, where he's trying to figure out more about the world order, Surely it's more interesting to do a bit of A-B testing. They've done numerous worlds where they've followed the order. What happens if they mess it up? What happens no, if they don't but that's, that's, that's against the teaching, and Xehanort's very with the teachings. But the, that'll get his answer like that. What happens if we mess up? But that makes order? him a baddie, and he's not a baddie. Well, I feel like it's just you know, being a baddie and not participating in the world order because the implication here is that they have to get the lamp or a land's world will like fold in on itself, yeah, I guess, with, you know? With great power. Just saying, like, I, I personally would be more interested also to see what happens if we simply don't participate in the movie. Yeah, I mean, and that would answer his questions. Well, we I've, wouldn't have a Disney world then, you silly. Uh, I've yeah. wanted to know that the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if we just mess it up a little bit? It probably just resets. <laughs> what happens if, like, you dye Aladdin's hair? You know, yeah, yeah. like or push yeah. Jasmine off the carpet. You know? So, <laughs> anyhow, they do some heartless bosses, and then they find the lamp. And as expected, the second they find it, Vidar shows up. Oh, very good, thanks. It, instantaneously, and uh, Erd's like, "Oh my gosh, it must be essential after all." And Vidar's like, "Oh my gosh, you must have spoken to Vala," and then he walks forward and takes the lamp. And Ericus is like, "Where's Vor?" And then she instantly comes out of the portal. Oh. They're all very convenient in this game. Vor comes through the portal, and Ericus is like, oh my gosh, come home. And she's like, no. And Ericus is like, wait, why? Also, why are you taking the items? You know, are you going to break the world's order? And Vidar's like, yes. Ooh. It is going to break the order. 
Because what I'm searching for is true light that shines even in the face of chaos. Wow. Which sounds like what Vala, in very gay terms, called uh, Erd in Beast's <laughs> Castle. <laughs> but, yeah. So, is Erd a princess of light? Maybe. Um, probably not. Probably but, not. maybe. Who knows? Um, so, they're willing to do anything even destroy worlds if it means defeating darkness. What happens if they do, do take the lamp? Um, what happens? Disney World doesn't play out. No order. But do, do the memories still get reset? Who knows? So I, Jafar I, sends Aladdin in. He's like, sorry, Jafar, there was no lamp. He's like, what do you mean there's no lamp? <laughs> I would assume the lamp also resets. Does it? So the, that, that is a, an infinitely respawning item. It just <laughs> clicks back in. <laughs> okay. Sure. You're reading too deep into it. He turns to Ericus, asking, you're a goody-goody light boy. Wouldn't you do anything for the light? And Ericus is like, yes, I would. Yeah, we shag like, it. I love it. That's a big old... <laughs> 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 like, that's a big cost. And Zaynard's like, uh, we defeated all the darkness the good old-fashioned way. Why do we need to go this far? And Vidar's like, in order to defeat true darkness... Dot, dot, dot. They need to gather seven lights. Whoa, back Whoa, to basics. Wait a minute, no, why? To replace the seven lights that they've lost. Whoa, okay. Uh, Vor is essential to helping with that, apparently. I... So they're going to try and kidnap the princesses of light, are they? Yes. Which they think will show themselves through disrupting the world order. Hermod's like, no, 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 but we can't disrupt the world's order. That's like the worst thing you could do. And Vidar's like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know. That's what we were taught, too. So we flash to the upperclassmen in a room with Master Odin. Here's the rest of our upperclassmen. I won't name the rest of them right now. Thank you. Okay. But, <laughs> but we do have Vala, Vali, and Vidor. Mm-hmm. Don't nice. worry. None of the rest of them are V-names. Yay. It's all of the V-names. They're X's. We're back to X's. Odin is teaching them not to upset the Order. Vidar's like, well, what if that Order's rooted in darkness? And Master Odin's like, well... You ain't smart enough. You don't have the ability to distinguish between light and darkness. Oh. Again, so, who taught me, Odin? <laughs> well, he's saying that it's not yet. He's getting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, a student jumps up, protesting that we've learned so much. With another agreeing, they're like, "Oh my gosh, we have enough to knock sense into anyone." Uh, Volo's like, "No, no, no, no wait, wait, wait. We need to proceed carefully." And another's like, "But what? With what time? We don't have the time for that." Now, back in the present, Vidar uh, says how they were so focused on what they were taught that they lost sight of what was important. They're friends. Friendship is magic, after all. Those of light that were supposed to fight with them. He continues that they're gone and never coming back. And in order to make sure that their efforts weren't in vain, they need to defeat the darkness. He tries to convince Ericus that they want the same thing, asking him to take the lamp and find the light strong enough. He leaves Vor with Ericus, walks forward, and says he'll do anything to banish darkness. Or at least, he thought he would, but the cost scares him. Xehanort reassures him, saying that they don't have the experience to make this choice, but one day when he's a Keyblade Master, he will. Seeing that they're way over their heads, they decide to return to Master Odin. One year later... Zaynort, now cloaked in his delicious black robe, returns to the Master of Masters in the desert. This is the scene that's in Remind. Right. Uh, In its entirety, this one. Um, So the Master of Masters asks how his tour went, with Zaynort saying that he knows his reason for existence now. 
He continues how everything, everyone thinks that they live in virtuous peace, but it's all an act. Darkness lurks in the pits of everyone's heart, and their light is a farce. The master says how the trip had opened Zaynort's eyes, maybe more than he expected. Zaynort continues how the weak that strip the strong of their power convince themselves that they're just, saying they've earned it. But that's just simply the taint of darkness, beginning, because then they become the strong, who are once again overthrown by the weak, perpetuating a cycle that grows the darkness stronger. The master's like, well, can't you let that slide? The weak feel a need to justify their actions, just to maintain a sense of self. And Zeno, it's like, ah, yeah, but no, you know, it's better to be ruled by darkness, you know. People have delusions of grandeur, but they're all just sheep. Oh, and Zaynor can understand that, though. Now, the master, shocked at seeing a Keyblade wielder willing to side with the darkness, asking why Zaynor doesn't just let them be until the darkness consumes them on its own. And Zaynor's like, well, that would just be chaos, though. There still needs to be an order, you know, even if darkness isn't charged. Uh, the master of masters, though, being the master of masters, like, eh, I don't know, maybe I think you should just watch. You know, I don't think you should get involved. Just, just watch it. We like to watch. Non, uh, whatever the word is. Not getting involved. Uh, Zaynort is like, well, I realize it's easy to mis- dismiss what you don't understand. Suspicious cloaky. You don't understand anything. Hearts are complicated after all. And mom's like, oh, I guess the world does need you. I'll give you that. Zaynort doesn't know what needs to be done, but he's going to act. The future is too important. The the mom agrees, saying it would be a pretty lousy move to let false light dictate the future. That'd be lousy. The master then asks Zaynor if that's what he wants then. And Zaynor simply shrugs it off, saying that the training is coming to an end and the exam isn't far off. Maybe he'll gain his clarity then. But the mom doesn't believe that he's letting the world decide. Zaynor's already decided. The world needs him and he surely knows where he's headed. Zaynor's like, it's funny. I feel like I already know who I was and what I need to do. Even this cloak feels familiar as if I meant to wear it. The master's like, nah, you're going to get rid of it soon. <laughs> well, he's, 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 like, he's like, nah, you're going to get rid of it soon. You know, you, you don't really need it. You're going to outgrow it. Uh, because if Xehanort truly possesses great power, the darkness can't control him. And then he won't need the coat because he'll be the one controlling the darkness. The master, on the other hand, is too much of a scaredy cat. He'll never take it off. Because he's a silly, goofy guy. Silly, goofy guy. Oh. Zaynor's like, who really are you? Some kind of fortune teller? And the master responds, like, he's like, I could lie and tell you that's what I am. Or, like, I'm actually a brilliant artist or a scholar. I could tell you that I dream of world peace when I actually want to plan the end of the world. But the truth is that you see with what's your eyes, not what you're here. Zaynor's like, Cable, what's your name? Mm. And... The master's like, oh, uh, my name is blank line. Oh, so annoying. Why? <laughs> and I'm a lost master. Because it needs to be a big reveal in Kingdom Hearts 4. Does it though? Because it's just going to be like, my name is Keith. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, okay. Like, what's the... Because I'm waiting for it to be my name is Sora. Do you think? Oh, maybe. Who knows? Uh, God, I hope not. Chapter oh. 7. Wow. Wow. We're speed. 65 years later. We see a much older Xehanort guiding Ventus through the corridors of darkness. Oh, yep. He muses on it being on how convenient they are for travel, but they aren't meant to be traversed by the living, only spirits and emotions. Normally you wouldn't need protection, but Xehanort believes that truly strong hearts don't require it. He looks over at Ven, saying how is how 
he supposes there's no concern for somebody who's already sealed off his heart. Xehanort looks out, a ghostly image of the robed figure who raised him appearing as he says how his first mentor taught him that there was one described in the book chosen to be a dark vessel who can connect their hearts to other and feel what they feel. Xehanort, believing himself to be this vessel, says that he must open his heart, feel what they feel, and then maybe all be found worthy. Elsewhere, uh, we do get... I don't have a picture. We do see Terra and Aqua for like a split second. Oh. Oh. Uh, just well, in the 2DR style. Yeah. That's cool. Just training. Uh, because this is the scene when Xehanort first arrives with Ven, which we do see in uh, Birth by Sleep. Like some balls. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. So this is this is when he's dropping off in the first place yeah. to be an apprentice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the balls are later. Uh, so he greets Ericus, walking with him, saying, uh, "You've settled in nicely here." Uh, Xehanort compliments Ericus's apprentices, saying that they look bright, and Ericus mentions, uh, with Ericus mentioning the one of Xehanort's own, the talk is kind of terse, it's hollow. You know, they, they've had a lot of fights about Kingdom Hearts, and Xehanort tries to break the ice, but it's taught by Ericus, who says that his letter is enough, it's all water under the bridge. Oh, what a little idiot, moron. <laughs> oh my god, man. Can't be standing this, Ericus. Just, he's a, clearly a villain. He had a big fascist speech with, like, a man that can see a million years into the future. What are you, what are you doing? Like, They're besties. Oh, God. Just a cataclysmic. <laughs> He wants Wank. his bestie to be good. Do you not remember they go together into heaven later? No, the man's got the brain of a pudding. <laughs> Sick of it. They make up, and the conversation ships to Ventus, who, Ven- who Xehanort wants to place in Ericus's care. He mentions how in the past year he's taken him under his wing, and he thinks he may be the one. Xehanort continues that he deserves to be guided by a true heir to light, which is what he meant before. Yeah. Ven is too special, and Xehanort is too close to the darkness. They hear a screen from off screen and run off. Which I think we remember is it's yes. Ventus screaming. We're getting way, way back here. I know you haven't mentioned anything about Venetus, but I'm wary here that after Ven Union Cross went through the deal with the dark darkness controlling him and stuff, is that maybe the explanation of like where that amount of malice comes from that forms Venetus? Back in the present, <laughs> the students <laughs> arrive in the classroom to discuss with Master Odin. Good catch. They discuss all that we've learned about the upperclassmen, their goals. Erica says oh, he can't understand the darkness being so great a threat that Vidar is willing to go to these lengths. He questions Master Odin of what true darkness is and learns everything that I'm not going to repeat again about darknesses with no form. Xehanort asks how they can defeat something like that and we flash to Vidar asking the exact same question uh, of Master Odin on the tower. Odin tells Vidar of the Lost Master's plan that while the true darknesses have not yet been defeated, if they inhabit a vessel, defeating them will be possible. We know this. Odin calls the vessel a necessary sacrifice, much to Vidar's horror. Vidar tries to plead for another way, saying that they've already lost too much and that he won't be able to face his friends if they lose anyone else. But the Master believes that the war must have grief. Odin says that perhaps there is another way, but it's barred from use. Vidar asks if he's referring to Kingdom Hearts. Ooh, he said the thing. Yeah, Roll credits. That's, that's the the thing. It. It's back. It's the name of the game. We've not talked about this in ages. Legit. Uh, which is very amusing that it never appears in debatably the most important game in the series. Does Kingdom Hearts exist in Union Cross time? Yes. Right. So it's, it's always been there. It's always been there. It's just 
because the the master of masters mentions it a bunch in uh back cover right it's cool, the cool. progenitor of all hearts Monty. Well, i remember that i remember that <laughs> I, think, yeah, I know what it is so it's a data <laughs> so it's a hologram uh, Odin tells him that Kingdom Hearts is an enigma of which they know very little, but they do at least know the steps of summoning it. Cool. By gathering seven lights that shine amongst the chaos of darkness, Kingdom Hearts will reveal itself. Odin warns, though, that to call upon the power is to purge the worlds, and they can't even be sure that if in doing so, it would cleanse the darkness. So the, the power of Kingdom Hearts is to reset the worlds. Oh, I thought, okay. But they can't be even sure if that's going to, you yeah, know... Don't confuse it with the fake Kingdom Hearts that we saw. Not the data one. No. You're right, yes. Not the data one, yeah. not the fake one from one. In any case, it's an extreme measure, and is one life truly worth saving for all that devastation? You know, would you rather kill everybody than kill one sacrifice? Vito, though, he's like, yes, I would. Kingdom Hearts time. And Odin's like, it's forbidden. I don't know much more than speculation. And Vito's like, okay, bye. Bye. Maybe Odin should stop that child that just told him she was going to try and summon I'm Kingdom Hearts. I'm just imagining Hearts. Odin sat behind his desk going, I should go after him. Nah. <laughs> Probably fine. <laughs> Straight up. Probably cool, my guy. <laughs> Back in the classroom, they're discussing Kingdom Hearts further, saying that while its power could purge, uh, likely purge the true darkness, they don't know if that even is the enemy. They ask, would they be willing to take the risk of all life on that Campbell? And Xehanort continues the power to purge all world as Odin thanks uh, Hermod for coming to him with this. He relieves them all of their duty, telling them to stay there and that he'll finally take care of it. Oh, good. <laughs> as they leave, Odin mutters to himself that the Dark Seeker will finally be upon them. Oh. Outside in the courtyard, they question what now, wondering how can we go back to our normal lives after that? Uh, they talk over what Vidar is trying to do and how it's so much bigger than any of them. Vor's in over her head, and there's nothing that they can do, because the gates aren't open anymore. Because Odin closed them. Xehanort, however, isn't calm, saying that they never found the upperclassmen. The upperclassmen continue to find them, because they were keeping tabs on them. We were kind of useless, upperclassmen rule. Because of that, you know, if we stay here, we're basically going to have the exact same odds of finding them because they're just going to come to us again. It's just this massive contrast here, isn't it, between how the characters are written for Dark Road and how the characters are written for Union Cross, where the characters in Union Cross were so, take the day by the horns, we have a plan, we're going to figure things out, we're going to do things, and they're just like, okay, we're just two little small little gnats on a midges on the arse of the story, let the upperclassmen take care of it. To be fair, in Union Cross, they were the heads of the world, yeah. whereas in this one, they're students. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's totally fair, I'm not criticising the writing necessarily, I'm criticising the characters, the, the, like, the characters that have been written, and it's just less interesting. The concept of people being like, eh, you know, it's, it's like we've been waiting for a hero's journey to start an entire... It's a villain's game. journey. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we need to all go back and watch the... Um, uh, the Brian David Gilbert video. That's what we need to do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, sorry, I take it back. So, Ericus throws a tantrum. He's like, oh my gosh, I want to just go out and help them. I just want to be a helpful person. And Xehanort's like, yeah, let's do it. And Ericus is like, what? And Xehanort's like, yeah, no, we should, we, we should go help them. We're the good guys. We should go help them. Help them summon Kingdom Hearts? No, 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 no. Go help bring them back. You know, save them. Right, okay. Stop them. Hermod's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do this. You know, Odin's got it. And Xehanort's like, yeah, but no. You know, 
No. <laughs> Vidar said that true darkness had to be defeated, so the other's efforts weren't in vain. Ergo, the students likely disappeared due to that darkness. Now, when trying to find out how they can go and help, though, they're suddenly joined by a voice from behind. Boulder! Who's back after, like, ages. Great. Yeah. Boulder, whose sister was in the upperclassmen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so they ask him where he's been for so long, and he's like, oh my gosh, I was tasked with, like, finding out about darkness. What did what did what did he learn? <laughs> That's it. Oh, uh, task to find about darkness. Can you fill me in? Uh, the conversation turns to ask uh, about the missing upperclassmen for clues, and Braggy's like, "Oh my gosh, obviously, I like I was joking about that. We shouldn't go ask the upperclassmen for clues. Like they're not going to give us any." But I was like, "No, no, 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 no. Maybe you're onto something. You see, in one of the worlds he visited, there was a place called the Underworld. So maybe the missing people are there. Olympus. So maybe they're there. Eric is like, maybe we can finish our assignment then." Uh, before everybody else shoots him up. And he's like, and Baldur's like, what assignment? And Eric is like, oh, I wasn't meant to tell you that. Oops. Oh, very good little Eric He's uh, so sly, isn't he? He's a, sl- he's a clever, clever boy. Yeah. Uh, Baldur lets it go, telling them he doesn't know, doesn't need, that they don't need to worry about Hodor anymore. She tried protecting him anymore, and now she's gone. He's very casual about it. He's like, oh, my sister's dead. Don't worry about it. Xehanort's uh, <laughs> like, wait. Is that who Vidar mentioned disappearing? And it seems uh, that from that conversation from Baldur and Ericus like ages ago, well, he was never able to shake that bad feeling about uh, the Mark and Master exam, so he just followed Hoder, which Hoder is his sister. Um, Great, thank you, thank you. Yes, so we found her in the Enchanted Dominion uh, fighting off Maleficent, mm-hmm. who's back into her present-day... VHS tape. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets in the way and is almost killed by Maleficent, but Hodor jumps in front of him at the last moment, uh, protecting him before she fades away. Oh, that character that we barely remembered. <laughs> oh, so sorry. So after that, Baldur collapses, waking up in the infirmary, and he tells him that the only reason that Odin didn't give him the same task was because uh, he needed time to heal. Or it's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm good. Uh, but, like, let's go find out. Let's go. And he opens a portal to the underworld. He's like, let's go. So they go to Olympus Coliseum, and they wander around a bit, and then Hades shows up, and he's like, oh, my gosh, win the games. I'll bring you to the underworld. Cool. And they, and I'm like, I feel like the door to the underworld was just right back there in the lobby. You could have just gone there, but sure. Playing the games. They win, and Hades is like, haha, come to the underworld. But not together, of course, Teehee. So Ericus, Zadar, and Brogy end up in his throne room right in front of him. Everybody else is somewhere. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't fit all the characters on one screen at this point. And it? Hades is like, oh my gosh, normally people are dying to stay away from here, but not you. Why are you here? Oh, what a silly goofy guy. He, this is a very bizarre Hades in this game. <laughs> I can't believe we're, what are we, chapter seven of eight? Yes. We're, we're, presumably this is the last Disney World, question mark? Yes. We're, fin- we're pretty much, we're finishing up in Olympus, of all places. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hades is you got very somewhere. bizarrely characterized you in this got, game. You've got to pick somewhere. At this point with these games, I think they just throw a dart at a fucking board with all the names Honestly. on Honestly. So, uh, they win. Hades brings them into the underworld. Um, and he's like, oh, why, why are you here? Um, and they're like, well, we want to talk to somebody who's disappeared. And he's like, what do you think I am? A daycare? Did you know this place? Why would... Am I a cosmic lost and found? Anyway, it's a slow day. Might be entertaining. I'll go find her. But if I do, you're leaving somebody here. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic. Class case. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, and he's like, where... Uh, you know, 
where'd you kick, where'd she kick the metaphorical bucket? Um, they're like, you mean in this world? Um, and he's like, well, I mean, you need to die to end up here. Um, and they're like, wait, you what? But she, she, she didn't die. She kind of just, you know, faded away. It, Cause you know, we didn't see a fucking flying heart, Nomura. We know how you play your tricks, Nomura. She's not here, is she? Well, who knows? <laughs> luckily, you know. Hopefully, this, Hades does. <laughs> luckily, you know, H- Hades is bored. He's like, ah, fine, I'll do it. Um, Thank God he was having so, a quiet day. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't really want to leave somebody here, but you know, we'll figure that out later. And after a short time, uh, Hades is like, I found her. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, well done, Hades. Just like instantly. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh my gosh, she even came with some stragglers. What a convenient bonus! Love it. Um, and he's like, oh my gosh, you can go over there. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, so many people are about to join my collection. Wow. They're all going to die. I love Camp Hades. Thank you. Um, I feel like I've just turned everybody camp in the past couple hours. <laughs> my gay is coming out. Um, one Cerberus fight later, because of course it's the underworld. Yeah. Uh, Balder shows up. Uh, and he's like, I'll stay with Raggy and hold off the doggo. You guys go. Um, further in, they find Erd and Hermod and... They're like, cool. And then they go back up. <laughs> um, and they go join Braggy. Meanwhile, uh, we get a comment from Balder about how the darkness is thicker here and their normal methods won't work. Spooky. It's the underworld. I don't know. Xehanort yeah. uh, then tells Ericus that there's been something bothering him that he needs to find out, urging them forward. Ericus goes, saying that Xehanort Eric- uh, owes him an explanation, while Xehanort says to himself that he hopes it's just his imagination. They journey to the depths of the underworld, you know, lovely river bits, where they find Hoder, along with three of the other missing classmen, Heimdall, Helgi, and Sigrun. Okay. Yeah. Why are they all here? What are they up to? Well, they're all dead. Right. How do they die? Well, we're getting there. Okay. Presumably, I would hope they would say how they died. Right. Um, so Heimdall's like, well, I didn't think we were going to be mitten like this. Yeah, kids. Um, How did they end up in uh, we don't the, the we, afterlife of, of a Disney of world? We don't question yeah. it. Do they all fuse together? Maybe. <laughs> I think it's just one of those smile and go along with it moments. Okay, It's in a Disney world. Disney world logic doesn't need to apply. Okay, dokie. Okay. Okay, dokie. <laughs> the only logic that matters is the logic that happens outside Disney worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're like, well, we were told to find the missing upperclassmen. And they're like, we're missing? What? And Sigrun's like, oh, oh, Vitor didn't make it back then. And Sigrun's like, no, no, Vitor did make it back. And now he's like trying to make Kingdom Hearts to pierce the world. And Sigrun's like, wait, why is he trying to do that? That sounds like a terrible idea. Right. Agreed. Um, and Sigrun, uh, Ericus is like, well, it's to defeat darkness and, you know, avenge you guys. Like, okay, what actually happened? And they're like, Oh, well, 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 you know, in one of the worlds we visited, we met an evil fairy who put a curse on a princess. I wonder who that could be. Right, uh, yeah. So we flash back to them as a whole group where they debate over whether they're allowed to help Aurora. Um, but Vitor stops them. They're like, I can't disrupt the order. You know, this isn't our place. We can't go help her. Classic. Uh, um, and Sigurd contests. He's like, wouldn't looking away go against our order? And Vol is like, maybe but we can't push our order on the people here you know it's not our place to push our beliefs uh, besides you know like odin said they don't have the capacity yet to decide what's right they're not masters 
Um, the rest, they rest for a bit before traveling back, but in the night are awoken by Volley, the ninja kid, who alerts them that Hoder has disappeared. Turns out Hoder, just real keen on helping, has gone to fight Maleficent on her own. The team splits to find her so they don't have to risk something happening to all of them at once. Um, and Helgi, Sigurd, and Heimdall, so these three, um, go to find her while Vidar, Vala, and Volley, the ones we've been seeing, stay behind. They find her as she's fading away. Um, very mysteriously, I might add... Oh my god, yeah, okay. Uh, very mysteriously, I might add, without Balder? It's just her there when she's fading away? Right, okay. And any chance, they fight off Dragon Maleficent, um, who proves to be too much for them. And but not them. too much for Sora, a duck, and a dog. <laughs> Correct. But so Sora's the chosen one. It's a okay. very strong dog. <laughs> Or cow. I thought he was a cow. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, Maleficent yeets him out of existence, and now they're in, now they're in hell. Okay, so Maleficent killed him. Yeah. Technically, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Maleficent killed him. Back in the present, they're telling Xehanort Zel- uh, that the next they came to, they were in a world with a never-ending sky and ocean, bodiless, with only their hearts remaining. Okay, so, so, so it's really interesting that we're doing this, because, again, having seen the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer and understanding very little... Um, and you've seen, you, Neil, you've also seen the Kingdom Hearts yes. 4 trailer, so this is not spoilers for any of us. Um, it ends with Donald and Goofy in presumably the underworld. We don't have confirmation, but it's pretty much set in stone. Yeah. Looking for Sora, hoping Hades can, can guide them to Sora's soul. So, so this implication is that for, when I watched the trailer, I was like, God, what a stupid concept. Why would you go there? And now there's clearly precedent for this. There is. But whether or not that works for Sora is up in the air, I suppose, right? We don't know whether or not that... Well... Maybe he is there. There's a chance, right? Well, well no, we know he's in Tokyo. He's in Tokyo. Uh, but, but if we didn't know he was Which in Tokyo... Which I feel like I should qualify. is not called Tokyo. It's called Quadratum. Quadratum. It's called Quadratum, but that's a story for another game. We'll get there. Um, but no, it's just... It's just <laughs> Where's Tokyo? I take it it's never explained why... Well, actually, you probably are building no, to... No, explained. Like, but why they go to the, un- the, the particularly Hercules' movies underworld? Well, that's not explained. It's just a thing. That's the just Disney underworld. They the didn't. Movies. They didn't go to Disney Hercules' underworld. They went to the the um I forget the name of the world, but the like clear body ocean. All the stars are there. Oh, in the sky that Sora goes to in King Arthur three. Showing up in, in Hercules because world. see me uh, or it, it. I suppose you could read it that um. Hades was like, they're not here, but I can go looking for them and find them. So maybe as a god of the dead, Hades is able to reach into various underworlds. Right, okay. And fine. I feel like that's just Disney logic that you need to just Disney logic. Sure, let's just go. No plot holes. Uh, Disney logic. Okay, sorry. Continue, Chase. (laughs) So. Where was I? So Maleficent kills them and they end up in Hercules. (laughs) (laughs) Maleficent killed them. They go to the never-ending ocean and sky world. Um, and they recognize that Maleficent is, like, a massive force of darkness. Um, but, you know, she's got a pretty big form, you know? Doesn't seem like a formless darkness. You know, I, it doesn't seem like a true darkness to them. And Ericus is like, well, she, she is a great darkness, though. We, we still need to deal with her. And Heimdall stops him, and he's like, wait, 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 there's something we realized when we lost our body. That there may not be a clear difference between light and darkness in the people's hearts. If it all comes down, it all just comes down to varying beliefs of people. But that's... Okay, so moral moral absolutism just simply does not exist in the Kingdom Hearts universe. Then, if you murder somebody, if you murder somebody, that could be a good or bad act depending on what they believe. That is what we're going with. I mean, how many people has Sora murdered? 
in various worlds. True, but to, okay. to be fair to us, though, good, we've but... never thought that was a good thing. Yeah, Psychosora. We know. Um, Chosen okay. one Psychosora. It's just, a, it's not a particular, it feels like the game's had quite a few interesting philosophical debates so far, you know, the meddling in worlds, etc. But this just comes down to like, eh, eh, what even is good and evil when you yeah. break it down? It's like, oh man, really, we're doing that? Okay. Because I feel like Maleficent is evil. You can't, there's no two ways about that. Yeah. No, she, but she's darkness. She's a bad lady. There's no good evil. But she's she not bad true darkness, darkness She's not true darkness. So in every world, there's strife born of conflicting beliefs. But based on perspective, the light and darkness in these battles shifts. Yes, whereas my, so for example, my perspective might be that murdering people is bad, and Maleficent's perspective might be that murdering people is good, so therefore, who can say what's right or wrong? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Yay! Relativism! <laughs> so they hope that there might be a way to coexist, and the same one agrees with the first sentiment, echoing how he's seen darkness in the world, but the darkness's goal is to always slowly infect everything, you know? It doesn't exist in people's hearts until it burrows inside, so it's probably not a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So Xehanort is the logical sound one here. Xehanort's on your side. Points for Chantil. Yes, Chantil. Yeah. Yes, our son continues to relish the family name and, and make, make them... It's crazy, work. because now we understand what we've had now revealed to us. Canonically now... Um, Xehanort is Axel's great-great-great-grandfather. Oh, canonically, <laughs> you're absolutely For correct. anyone that didn't listen to the first part, I won't explain that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true, yeah, canonically. Canonically true. Yes. For all players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Heimdall doesn't give him a straight answer, telling them instead that their lives are, aren't his to judge, but theirs to lead. They need to go out and seek the answers themselves. So basically, everybody needs their own answers. May their hearts be their guiding keys. Yes, I think that they say. Well, yeah, I think they say. Uh, he says how it's time to leave. Hades is so stingy with his time. Haha. And he starts to glow. Uh, Helgi and Heim- Heimdall and Sigurd disappear. Um, oh. But before Hedor does, she walks up to Xehanort asking for a favor. And then the scene shifts. Of course it does. And Hedor's Classic. gone. Classic. Love it. And Hedor's gone. Well, Ericus tells Xehanort that they need to join the others. Right. They return to the top of the underworld where they find Erd alone. They ask where Hermod is, only to be told that he went looking for Baldur and Bragi. They call it to Hades, thinking he might know, and being the just stand-up chap he is, he immediately comes to their beck and call, and he's like, oh my god, I'm right here. Hello. Hi. Um, and he's like, what do you think I am? Your babysitter? Um, but I do know where they are. And they're a permanent resident of the underworld. Cool. Can you give them back? Yeah, maybe. Uh, so he tries to, he, he, so he's like, okay, deal over. Shoof. Out of my underworld. Uh, and they're like, no, our friends are here. And he's like, well, I, I can make room for more. And, he, and then you have a boss fight. <laughs> that yeah. is. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, during the fight, Hermod returns, blocking Ericus's keyblade from striking Hades. Why? Uh, oh, we can't mess with the world. Exactly. Ericus is like, back off. And Hermod's like, no, 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 no. We're done disrupting the world order. We can't do it anymore. And I'm like, when did you do it in the first place? That's but, but the concept here is you can't beat the crap out of Hades because that'll mess with the world order. How many times does Sora beat the crap out of Hades? All the time. Oh. And that never destroyed the it's world. It's a world. different time and different teachers. Right, so, but I'm just saying that, that, that that's, a, that's a stupid thing for that person to... I'm not stupid, I understand why they're doing it. And it wasn't that person, but... Oh, sorry, who's doing it? Who's blocking it? This is Hermod. Hermod, okay. Who's One of not the... Hedor. You what? pretend to know who that is. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> I can't even envision <laughs> who it might be. It was blue-black hair. It was, uh, the bassist or the drummer? Oh, the lead singer. 
no, oh, no, 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 no. You said, oh, is that the lead that was the first, That's how I'm remembering. Okay. It might not be how you remember, okay? Right. Yeah, but but that's that's totally that. fine. Um, but I'm just saying that I get that that's, they've been taught that way, but they've been taught wrong, which further proves that Odin has nothing to add to, to their teachings. He's an idiot. Continue. <laughs> so, Ericus tells him to back off. Hermod's like, no, we're not disrupting. Um, and then instantly... Eric is like, no, he has our friends. And er oh, Hermod's like, oh, okay, never mind. I'm back on your side. And it resolves itself that fast. A plus for standing up for yourself. Did Nomura write this one? <laughs> because like I know we've criticized the past, but this feels like not Nomura. I feel like Nomura would, would really give this the time it deserves, and it feels very it, I know you're 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 speeding through bits. It bit, feels but. somewhat like an add-on, I'm not gonna lie. Um mm. but yeah. Anyway, Hades goes to strike, but suddenly a dark portal opens up behind the group, sucking in the four students. Uh, Hades is like, oh, well, oh, well. As they get sucked in, uh, the Olympus Coliseum logo plays to show that they're leaving the world. <laughs> well, so he, he, he extinguishes his claim. He's like, oh, shucks, lost him again. Before he turns around to go, you. And then the scene cuts. I can't, Maleficent now, messes with the world order because she tries to unite all the villains and that doesn't destroy the world. I, I feel like we shouldn't get caught up in the world order thing because I genuinely think it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. No. <laughs> Continue, sorry. It was Hades um, doing. I am going to hang on this scene for a second um, because it's never revisited who he's talking to with this you... And because you brought up the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, mm, the current totally running goofy. theory is that he's turned around and seen Donald and Goofy ah, from their from the time of the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer. So Xehanort leaves in his time and somehow like a thousand years pass well, and Donald and Goofy appear. They did make a specific note of how worlds have different timelines and different time speeds oh, earlier. So it's possible. No, no, surely not, Chase, because then that means that Donald and Goofy literally just missed young Xehanort. Because they what went are the, the chances? same world. It's what are the chances that they landed in the same loop? I mean, the loops are every couple of days. But somehow the loops also could, like, I compress time. <laughs> it's not the most airtight theory. It is only a theory. It's a fun theory. But it's the one I hope is not true. I mean, to be fair, it. I feel like it, it's it's a theory because it's the only thing that explains what he means here. Because he never. this is never revisited. Bloody hell. All right, cool. Fine. Xehanort comes to in a corridor of darkness, seeing Ericus protect unprotected on the ground in front of him. He runs toward waking him up and getting him to quickly don his armor as Ericus asks where they are. Uh, Xehanort tells him about the corridor of darkness um, and how about how if he listens, the darkness is going to get into his heart. Ericus questions why there's darkness there. And Xehanort doesn't know, but he knows that the armor won't buy them time forever. They need to find Erd and Hermod and get out. Elsewhere, Erd and Hermod have luckily found each other. And also, smartly donned their armor. Sadly, though, it's too late for them as darkness has seeped in. And we watch as their hearts go to the sky. And they just die in a corridor of darkness. Oh. Bye, kids! Of just darkness. Just darkness kills them. It's a very out-of-nowhere yeah. death. Yeah. So, who are they? What, what were their names? <laughs> it's Erd and Hermod. Erd and Hermod. Oh, the... they're, they're actually our pals. They're not the upperclassmen. These no, they're our pals. Like, they're our pals. They're our pals. That's quite sad, that. Before long, Ericus and Xehanort also fall to the ground, but are saved just in time by the radiant light of Master Odin, saying how only they remain. Oh, great. Odin opens a portal and gets those two out before, you know, they die as well. 
65 years later, we see the adult Xehanort. Good, what? yes. Okay, we're jumping ahead again. Great. Uh, <laughs> walking the halls of the land of departure before he passes Vanitas. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Look how good he looks in this. He looks so oh, silly. He, he looks like very silly in this art stuff. I mean, so does Xehanort, to be fair. Yeah. He looks like a chippy. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I'm so glad Vanitas is back. He's my favorite character. Vanitas <laughs> says how it's good riddance for Ven, but Xehanort's like, watch your tongue. I did this for Ven, not for you. Uh, he reminds Vanitas that while it may be pure darkness, it's no match for his blade. And he's like, got it. Uh, Xehanort proceeds to tell Vanitas the tale of the 13 primordial darknesses who were trapped in the blah, 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 blah. However, he notes that it's said one survived, disguising itself as an ally of light. He knows that it even could survive in this time, hidden in one of them potentially, asking Vanitas what he thinks of that as a darkness. Disguise itself as an ally of light. Who did it disguise itself as again? Don't know. We don't know that. That's not answered. Okay. He simply retorts that it has nothing to do with him. Xehanort chuckles, saying, <laughs> Was that so? He tells, he continues about how darkness is whole, and while it fractured, it still clearly shares a mind. So clearly, Vanitas, as part of darkness, must be tuned into that hive mind. He must know where the 13 are. Uh, so Vanitas is like, I'm my own being. And Xehanort's like, well, yeah, your own being is part of a whole. And Vanitas just looks at him like, old man? Hypothetically, Xehanort asks, if Vanitas were one of the primi- primordial darknesses in question, you know, what would it have to hide? What need would it have to hide? Fear? Vanitas is like, what exactly would I have to fear? And darkness, and Xehanort's like, light. Fear the light. So that this conversation is very much hinting that Vanitas is a primordial darkness. Vanitas laughs, asking if he thinks he's afraid of ickle baby Ventus as if. Xehanort suddenly looks very serious, saying that Ventus's heart was split into darkness and light. Vanitas was not born of Ventus's heart. He merely inhabited it. And if that's true, where did Vanitas come from? Why does he look like Sora? <laughs> Xehanort tells Vanitas how his meeting with Ventus wasn't chance, as he saw him in his dreams. Vanitas asks, what do you know? Xehanort looks smug, asking, what is there to know? To which Vanitas replies, nothing, forget it. It is near confirmed that Vanitas is one of the 13 darknesses. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's presumably one of the two that was not locked away then. Yes, the one that Ven fused with. In the past, before he was launched I forward think, in the I future. I it's, it's probably... Okay. We're, we're probably not reacting enough, because Vanitas has never been, in my mind, <laughs> like a threatening well, or interesting villain, particularly. Yeah, so. yeah. if it was uh, literally... Bear in mind, A, that we hate Vanitas, but second, we know that Vanitas is dead in the present day. We killed Vanitas in Kingdom Hearts well, 3. Did we? Or did we Christ, I hope him? so. It felt like we did. Or did we just kill his form? Is he now back to being a formless... Did we free him and he's now formless darkness again in the present? I thought when you kill... If it's if a darkness is locked away in your heart and you destroy you the heart... destroy... What did he destroy in the present? Vanitas is floating around as his own body. He wasn't locked in anything. Because Xehanort ripped him out. Okay. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm following this. But that's what we've learned from that then, is that Vanitas presumably was a primordial darkness before Sora kicked his ass. So now... It's not really given us much more, though. That, that What does that inform? Nothing moving forwards. The primordial darkness was there. Now it's buggered off somewhere. Why does it look like Sora? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sora. Uh, so, two years. We finally come to the final chapter, chapter eight. 
Bloody hell, episode right. eight. Two years following the incident, Xehanort and Ericus enter their classroom, sitting down for a game of chess. They discuss their travels outside of Skull, their worlds, and all that it made them realize, with Xehanort saying how one lifetime is simply too short. Ericus laughs that oh, you only get once, so you need to live it to the fullest, buddy. And Xehanort's are like, it's not enough, buddy. Ericus asks if, isn't that the reason that you find people to carry on your legacy? And Xehanort's like, no, 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 no. Forget apprentices. I want to do it myself. And Eric is like, well, you silly. How many lifetimes would you want? And Xehanort's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 13. Right. Um, which, note, uh, may imply Xehanort's not gone after three. Why? Um, so, Nomura has said in interviews post three's release that just because the story of Xehanort is done doesn't mean Xehanort's gone. So Xehanort might have been reborn again into another body and he might come back. Who knows? We'll see. Good I hope not. Gracious. So Xehanort, Xehanort, I mean, Eric is just like, that's way too many. And Xehanort's like, no, 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 no. That's how many it's going to take to rebuild the world. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, I want 14 because I want one extra so I can go see the world. It's my tourist life. Oh, okay. So the conversation shifts to their dreams of the future with Erica saying that all he wants to do is stay true to the light because he's a good boy. He wants to be a beacon to guide back those lost to darkness. So he's stealing Aqua's gig. <laughs> Erica is like, <laughs> Zaynor, if you ever find yourself locked in darkness, as if that would ever happen, I'm going to find you and help you dig out. Yeah, sure, Erica, you do that. Wop wop. <laughs> yeah. Back in the present, Master Odin meets with Xehanort and Ericus, telling them that while they've all they've lost to Terrible, it isn't their fault, but they can't hold it against themselves and let their sacrifices be in vain. Ericus asks if they were really the only ones who made it back, which Odin confirms. Ericus mourns for his lost friends, calling them by name, but Odin stops him when he mentions Baldur's name, asking if they crossed paths. Suddenly, uh, they say that they journeyed with him to Olympus Coliseum, but Odin doesn't understand how. Suddenly, a tremendous sound rocks the room as Odin declares, it's begun. Ooh. He summons No Name down from its place in the wall into his hand, saying that he'll evacuate the remaining students and to wait for him here. Mm. Uh, it's also odd to notice, and I am a bit curious about this, and it's never explained. When he rescued them back... Oh, it doesn't show his keyblade here. When he rescued them here in the, in the corridor of darkness... He was using um, brain slash ephemer slash Ericus's keyblade. He's he's spoiled for choice. This, but guy. here yeah. he's using uh, no name. Well, he's just summoning keyblades left, right, and center. This guy. He's Why has he got so many keyblades? Just grab whatever's next, dude. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I feel nice. like you should have given the, the the children you sent away on their quest proper keyblades rather than the metal poles they've got. <laughs> Seems this guy's got loads. Yeah, you've said you, about. But they're not about, masters; they don't deserve them. About so. the majority of your class has come back dead. <laughs> maybe this is all you. <laughs> this is maybe time to start. Maybe this is why Jensen took over. This guy's about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Ericus calls after him, asking what's going on, and turns to see Xehanor acting very calm and unsurprised. I, he asks Xehanor if he knows, to which Xehanor replies that he wishes that he didn't. He believes that this is the work of Boulder fallen to the darkness after the loss of his sister. Last time we saw Boulder was fighting Cerberus, right? Yes. And and when the others arrived, 
to where she had died, Balder was no longer there. That was it. Yeah, Balder disappeared. Yeah. Okay. So, outside, they, they, they walk, they rock outside uh, and see explosion. The skull is exploding. Ericus, uh, saying he doesn't want to lose any more friends, asks Danor to help him save Balder. And as they go to leave, a portal opens and Vidor, Vala, and Volley uh, appear. Don't forget Vigil, Vorti, and Vidor. So, all of our buddies are here talking about how Balder was taken over by darkness. So, v- Vidor's like, oh, I didn't think the Balder was going to turn on us. And Ericus jumps forward and he's like, uh, did you know? And Vidor's like, well, uh, I, I, I kind of knew that darkness chose Balder as its vessel. Sorry. You never told us this. <laughs> but, like, so basically he found it out. But when he found out, he wasn't able to take Balder's life. And Ericus is like, yo, this is your fault, man. Kind of like, is. you kind of screwed up, man. If you protected Hoder, none of this would happen. So Ericus summons his Keyblade, and Xehanort's like, no, 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 calm, calm down, man. You know, if you give him your anger, that's what got Balder. And Ericus is like, nah, anger may take me, but darkness won't. And he smacks Vidor in the face. God damn it, Ericus. It's just so <laughs> difficult to like you, honestly. Um, reminding Xehanort that he said that he'd help him, uh, Ericus vaguely manipulates uh, Xehanort into a boss battle against the three upperclassmen. <laughs> of course Great, good yeah. job. Yeah, classy, great friend there, yep. Um, Best man at his wedding, for sure. So the upperclassmen, clearly on their last legs, um, when Ericus goes to strike them further. But finally, Xehanort blocks Ericus, being like, y- y- maybe it's enough, man, you know? Maybe we should calm down. Um, and Ericus is like, oh, fine, I'll breathe. But, like, Boulder, why would Boulder of all people, fall to darkness? And Vitor's like, oh my gosh, I right? <laughs> like, oh, this is why I was willing to gamble it all in Kingdom Hearts. But, like, also, I gave up on that now. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. We've moved on from that point. I've moved on from it. Xehanort's like, where's Vor? And Vidor's like, oh, she's gone to the tower to tell Master Odin. And suddenly we hear a voice being like, so you haven't managed to gather the seven lights? When suddenly a darkness shrouded Balder appears. Saying, I can still pretend to be a light person, though. Like, I can can still do it. Xehanort winces, uh, clutching at his heart. He's like, oh, it's true then. Balder chuckles, saying that he was worried that Xehanort would tell everybody his secrets. Uh, Ericus calls out to Balder, saying that he'll purge his heart and save him, when suddenly the darkness clouds over Balder, so, like, Balder's image disappears and it just turns into what looks like one of the darknesses from Union Cross. Ah, uh, very good. Yes, and it's like, uh, are you sure? We've merged now. If you purge it, Balder dies too. They go to fight, but Balder laughs, saying how he has business at the tower and disappearing. They're like, oh oh shit he's going after four and they are like upperclassmen stay here and fight the heartless we're going after four uh, they arrive at the tower and balder approaches four cool. i feel like this this story is just rolling at a breakness pace now yeah yeah we flash back to day one why no we don't need to we don't need to do this anymore i'm done with the flashbacks we're at the climax and we're fighting uh, we see balder alone in a white room cradling himself on the floor rocking back and forth saying how she's gone as the days pass by the world around him darkens his sadness turns to grief he t- begins to blame himself and by day seven he sees no light in the world anymore oh jesus at this time a darkness appears behind him telling them if he has sees no more light in the world that he should purge it to plunge the 13 lights into shadow boulder stands merging with the shadow and vowing to purge the light in the present Vor tells Balder that she heard about his sister, asking if that's what this is about. The darkness envelops Balder as he confesses to have actually been the one who killed Hodor. Oh. Dun, dun, 
Dun. Oh. He continues to list off the names of Helgi, Heimdall, Sigurd, Hermod, Erd, and Bragi, as we see that he killed all of them. Mm. Oh. Guy's a well, ser- just kind of killed everyone. He's a kind of a serial killer. Now. Yeah, he's serial killer Boulder. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We've suddenly just lost, like, eight people in the span of a minute. Okay. Suddenly, everyone is dead, and people wonder why Xehanort's a bit wonky in the head. He draws his blade, pointing it at Vor and telling her that she'll be eight. He draw- she draws her blade, fighting him off for a time before being joined by the three upperclassmen. Vidar ha- says how they're not protecting Hodor is to blame for Baldur's fate. They all tell him to go quietly and accept his fate as they all team up. Flash forward as Xehanort and Erikus finally arrive, and the upperclassmen have Baldur on the ropes. Oh. He's panting, saying how it wasn't meant to go this way. Suddenly, he screams out as darkness erupts from him in the form of a heartless. Instantly, it takes out the three remaining upperclassmen. Oh, are they dead too? They they look dead. Baldur counts eight, nine, ten. Ericus and Xanort draw their blades, fending off the heartless as Vor draws hers to strike at Baldur when suddenly, eleven. Oh. Eleven. Oh, oh, we magic girl. Oh, God, no. Oh. Now it really is just Xehanort and Ericus. Shit. Oh god, what, when I said we should start shedding some characters, I didn't mean... We... <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's still too many characters, right? But god damn, okay. It's all good. There's only four left in the story. And you're, you're playing this as a boss fight, are you? Is that this is a boss fight with Boulder? Yes. Yeah, okay. Jesus. Um. So, Voris thrown across the room... Fading near instantly on impact with the floor. But before she can go, she looks up at Ericus, who's cradling her in his arm, and apologizes for leaving, saying that she realizes now that where she belonged the whole time was with them, and her heart returns to the sky. Baldur laughs, calling Ericus and Xehanort number, lucky numbers 12 and 13, hmm. before declaring that they need a fitting arena and disappearing. <clears throat> they arrive at the top of the tower, where Baldur says that all the actors are assembled. The stage is set, and the 13 darknesses will be completed here and now. Ericus questions it, to which Baldur tells him that the key to summoning Kingdom Hearts is to give 13 lights to the shadows. I feel like we've been told 30 different ways to summon Kingdom Hearts uh, at this yes, point. Yeah. We're just gonna go with it. Yeah. I think that the ultimate answer is the number doesn't matter. You just have light and darkness fights. Wow, so we just spent all of Kingdom Hearts 3 trying to summon all the lights oh, and all the darknesses, getting the numbers right. If you didn't bring extra people to that fight that we know we could have because no, the numbers had to be no, right, no. turns that doesn't matter the whole time. doesn't matter. Xehanort questions why the darkness wants Kingdom Hearts, saying that it would be destroyed in the world purge, and it laughs, saying that he doesn't understand. Once all is purged, the world will be reborn in darkness. Erica says that Vidar's plan never would have worked but darkness says otherwise that he paved a path for vidar and if he only followed it to the end he goes on to explain that his first move was to get rid of hoder to spur on vidar to seek vengeance but that he once he found who he needed to get revenge on aka boulder he wouldn't be able to do it and would turn to kingdom hearts as an alternative Hmm. next was to deal with heimdall and the others as incentive to keep vidar on his path Xehanort questions if Vidar was already gathering the seven lights, why did darkness appear to them instead of just watching? Darkness tells him that at this point, Vidar gave up on the plan. As such, it was time for a more personal plan. No more schemes, no more games, simply checkmate. 
it turns back into the boss heartless and boss battle ensues kick his ass Battle over, and all absolutely oh. exhausted, <laughs> Ericus lands one final blow on Baldur, knocking his key from his hand and telling Xehanort to take his chance and purge the darkness. Xehanort goes to strike when Ericus suddenly tells, yells at him to wait, that they can still save Baldur. Baldur pleads as the darkness leaks from him, encompassing Xehanort. He asks what's going on and is told by Dark Baldur to put his keyblade away. He tells Xehanort that he thinks uh, what he thinks is true darkness is wrong. Xehanort tells him to prove it, and Baldur tells him that hearts simply aren't ruled by darkness or light. It's not that simple. He asks Xehanort which side his heart truly lies on, a question Xehanort can't answer. He asks again, is Xehanort a light pure, a shining, brilliantly, fully untouched shadow by darkness? Then they're the same, it tells him. They stand by the light only to cast shadows. Xehanort with Ericus and Baldur with Hoder. When they lose that light, he continues, they're lost. Right. He then reveals to Eric, to Xehanort that he is in fact not one of the 13 ancient darknesses. Well, okay, right. He is rather the unknown. That which you fear, which remember, uh, Vidar was warned of by Master Odin. Okay. Uh, and that fear gave him shape and form the terror in their minds, the shadows that lurk in the forgotten recesses of their heart. Xehanort asks if that means that he was born of Baldur's heart, but no, he was born of all of theirs. Baldur's heart merely fostered it as he was exceptionally sensitive to the hearts of others, as is Xehanort's. The darkness grew from the emotions of its surrounding, just as the true darkness has grew for many years. Xehanort tells him that it doesn't matter and he's going to defeat them anyway, but darkness insists that it can't be defeated. Hence the sacrifices up to this point. Xehanort tells Baldur to hold on to that anger as a voice appears telling Baldur to stay strong. He recognizes the voice as Hoder, who, like the force goat Ericus in Kingdom Hearts 3, has been chilling in Xehanort's hair since the Underworld. This was the favor, and she comes out. She did an Ericus. Did an Ericus. She apologizes to Baldur for causing him pain, and Baldur says that that no, it's all his fault. But Hodor comforts him, telling him that the world isn't such a bad place. He says that no, since he was little, he could feel the hearts of others and it scared him. But he always felt safe when he knew that there was when he knew that there was only light. But the more hearts he felt, the more darkness creeped in, until one day he realized the darkness he thought was there was in fact his own. He thought Hodor and her light were special until he met Ericus. Then he realized there are two types of people. Those with light like them, and those like him. She reached out to comfort him as they both suddenly draw their keyblades. He asks why she's doing this, to which she replies he, she could ask the same. Xehanort stops them, with Hoder dropping her keyblade and reaching out to him when suddenly the darkness bursts forth, taunting their weak hearts. Baldur leaps up to strike when suddenly a chain of light wraps himself around him. Oh. The darkness surrounding them recedes as we see Master Odin chain shots from his keyblade, wrapping Baldur in the darkness. Odin tells him that this is the only chance for Xehanort to banish the darkness. Hodor strikes at Baldur, using the last of her strength to knock him to the ground before she fades away. Baldur tries to plead with Xehanort, saying that, again, how they're different from those like Odin and Ericus. They only see the friends they lost as stepping stones to banishing darkness, pawns for the light. They condemn them, seeing the strength as only darkness. He tells Xehanort to seek answers to the unjust world, to the darkness. Xehanort walks forward, a cold look in his eyes, as he slashes down. 
destroying Balder. Oh, that's murder and cold blood, that is, because he was all chained up, didn't need to do that. He did what Daddy Gandalf told him to do. Mm. One month later, we see Xehanort in the graveyard, placing flowers in the grave of those lost. Ericus arrives, holding a bundle of flowers of his own and joking that he must be late. He places them... He places his own as Ericus asks how Master Odin is. Ericus tells him to see for himself... Excuse me, as Xehanort asks how Master Odin is. Ericus tells him to see for himself how he's not left his room since the incident. Ericus says how he can't even recognize Master Odin anymore. He's just a glum old man. I mean, he did fail those kids, yeah, so... Yeah, like, 13 of his kids died. Yeah, no, no sympathy for the guy. It's all his fault. Uh, they joke around before Ericus tells him that Master Odin is trying to put things back to normal and is thinking of having them take the Mark of Mastery exam. Xenor is surprised, saying that it seems early. Ericus tells him that Master Odin seems to have stopped taking apprentices. He wants the two of them to take his place so that he can retire, leaving Skull and Kylum to settle down in a cozy little world. After all that's lost, he feels it's time for a change, to which Xehanort agrees. There is slight implication here that Odin is still alive during the events of the later game. Yeah. And might just be chilling in another world. And we might find him. Who knows? As they leave, Arobi walks into the graveyard. Yay. Saying how he guesses that it wasn't him after all. We get a flashback to Balder and Braggy fighting off Cerberus when Braggy realizes what the truth is. Balder says that oh, it's a shame that Cerberus took Braggy from them all. He asks if he has any last words, but Braggy shugs, saying, No, you've already lost. Xehanort's already on to you, Balder, and if he comes back, and if you come back without Braggy, that's going to be suspicions confirmed. Balder says that he won't go back then. He doesn't need to. He just needs Braggy on. Braggy looks fake upset, saying, He's really in a corner, ain't he? With all the trouble Balder's caused... He'd draw too much attention as a vessel. He'd rather oh. keep his body a little longer. Oh, it's, it's Lucio. He asks if Bald- Baldur looks confused, asking who he's talking about. He tries to strike Braggy, who boredly swipes away his key, throwing it to the other side of the room and resting it casually on his shoulder. He asks Baldur if he thinks he's strong enough to beat him as if. <laughs> but he doesn't really want to get in his way or fight or anything, so he's just going to peace out and let people forget about him. Baldur asks who he is, causing Braggy to chuckle. Balder grabs his keyblade, lunging at Braggy as he walks away, and the scene shifts back to the Roby in the graveyard. He looks at the graves. Tough luck, no chosen one yet. But Xehanort could be useful anyway. He walks away, pulling down his robe to reveal Braggy. Mm. He moans that it's going to be hard to show his face here if it's meant to be buried here as he walks away. Yeah, thanks for doing and that the for the camera. credits roll. Yay! Yay. Dark Road. Dark Road. Da, 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 dark Road. Post credit scene? Yeah, Who do you think I am? <laughs> Who do you I think I am? Yeah, I, I see I'm not celebrating. That's why I'm celebrating. <laughs> I, I think you'll like this. We get flashbacks to the scenes of Xehanort's mother giving him to the road person and then taking him to Destiny Islands. Nine years pass from that. And we see the blue robed person sat at a campfire on the beach. A child Xehanort walks out of the hut on the beach, which mine, also, you know that hut on the beach in, mm-hmm. in Destiny Island? That's where Xehanort grew up. In that hut. Oh. Oh. That's his childhood home. Cool. Well, just as a fun little Easter egg. Cool. So he has adopted parents, presumably, because he was just kind of. Well, blue blue robe kid. Oh, yeah. Blue, right, bu- yeah. blue robe guy. <clears throat> so a child Xehanort walks out of the hut on the beach, pointing out at the water before smiling and coming to sit on the robed person's lap. The child of destiny? Me? Xehanort asks. 
The figure nods, telling him that his great-great-grandfather was a renowned Keyblade wielder. Mm. Xehanort says, yeah, you've told me that, but what's a child of destiny? And what's a Chonteel? It's a special child that saves the world from darkness, the person tells him. You'll meet and interact with many people, and those interactions will shape your emotions, your thoughts, and lead you on your destined path. Xehanort questions what he means, saying that we're the only ones here. So clearly this might have been a proto- Destiny Island when he was growing up here. Cool. So he's like, we're the only ones here. And the figure tells him that one day he's going to leave the island. Xehanort looks excited, but asks, don't I need to stay here so the darkness can't find me? The figure says yes, but only until you're strong enough. Xehanort asks if when he's strong enough, he'll be able to meet his mother again. The figure asks if he wants to see her again. And he says, yes, but he can't really remember her, even though she's his mom. He also tells the figure that he wants to meet the people from his dreams. He doesn't know who they are but they seem to really like each other, asking if that's what friends are like. The figure asks him to tell them about the friends. He describes a boy with curly silver hair, the boy with black clothes and a hat, the skinny boy with pink hair, the quiet boy with blonde hair, the girl who looks like his mother, and a final one who reminds the young Xehanort of his rogue mentor. The mentor pauses, clearly shedding a tear as Xehanort asks what's wrong. The mentor grabs Xehanort in a tight embrace, telling him that he can sense what's in the heart of others, and that he's without a doubt the child of destiny. He goes on to tell the boy that he has experienced much in his two lifetimes, some of which he shared with Xehanort, but much of which is left to tell, and perhaps now is time. He begins his tale long ago in his first lifetime. There was a manuscript that detailed the future, the Book of Prophecies. It was given to a dear friend, but most of what was kept written was kept secret. In his second life, he learned that light was to expire and darkness prevail, but that the child of destiny would change this outcome. They would have the ability to feel, share, and embrace what others felt in their hearts, and even connect their heart with one another to become one. They would hail from the Isles of Destiny. The robed mentor sees that Xanor has fallen up on his sleep, on his shoulder and gently strokes his hair, saying perhaps it's too soon. Years later, we see Xehanort preparing to leave the aisle when we hear the robe person say that the end of his time has come. Xehanort will go out to see the world and connect with the hearts of many. His childhood dreams are memories that the blue robe person still holds dear. With what he felt in his heart and through his memory will connect to many others the way he did with me. But not all hearts are good. Some may poison and corrupt him. Move it to feel fear and hatred, hurt and sorrow, even the tormented ones lost. He'll be tested by darkness time and time again, but he will still push on. In time, his past will lead him to light and fellowship. He truly believes that Xehanort will become light's master. He says this conviction, because coursing through his veins is the blood of a dear friend of his, mm-hmm. Ephemer. Xehanort's great-great-grandfather. Oh. Xehanort's not Ch- Chantil. What? So is Did you not listen to any of that? Yeah, no, no I, I, I Blue Roby's Chantil. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Blue Roby's Chantil, not Xehanort. Oh, I would not pick that up. It was a ruse! So, okay, so so Ephemer's heart is inside and um, was reborn as as, as no. Xehanort. No. No, he's just his blood relation, great great grandson. Right. So Chantil isn't inside of Xehanort at all. Just, the, Chantil's the Roby. Chantil, Chantil re, was reborn as the Roby, who it's theorized is also your player character in uh, Missing Link. 
the okay. upcoming mobile game. Uh-huh. Um, and then they, with all the memories of the past, became Xehanort's first mentor. Okay. Because they saw Xehanort as the child of prophecy. Obviously, it's not the case. Xehanort is not the child of prophecy. It's very clearly Sora. But I do like the. I do really before Monty and I know you. Are we at the end of credits? That's the end. That's the end. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, well done, Chase. Well done. Well done. I, I'd like to say before Monty goes on a rant, <laughs> I, I do. Um, I think I really like about that, and I, I like in general about this is the sort of parallels between Sora and and Zaynor's journey. So the difference between them. Yes. Um, it's really this. This game has lent uh, a lot more background to that, which is nice. Um, what else was positive about it? Um, uh, I think it's my least favorite one. That's fair. I think it's my least favorite one. That's not. That's not on you. I think you've done very well. Actually, I think. I think if I played it, I think I'd have enjoyed it even less. I think we learned nothing there of substance, aside from humanizing Xehanort a little bit. I mean, I think that's all that was meant to do was humanize Xehanort. And maybe to be honest, I might blame the comments for this. So sorry, guys, but you you made it sound like Dark Robe was going to melt my brain a wee bit and recontextualize things in drastic ways. And what have we learned from Dark Road? Nothing. Of consequence. It humanized Xehanort. That's what it's there to do. It did. I, I mean, it's it's there to you know. There's, there's there's things that should have been answered there. I think. What happened to Skylight Kalum? We don't know. Oh. Um, you know, you know what what what's. Well, I mean, I think I think we have an answer. Nothing happened to Skull. It's still there. So it's just a planet floating Seems in so. the universe. Okay. It just seems that, you know, once Xehanort and Ericus left, there's nobody there. You know, Ericus resettled in the land of departure, Xehanort went on a journey, and if it's an abandoned place, why go there? I was hoping that this would build up the Ericus and Xehanort relationship to the point that I was really sad that they stopped being friends, and I didn't get that. I think it did. I think that that might be on me, to be fair. No, that might also be on me, because I, I don't did, like Ericus. definitely did. <laughs> I, I I like their relationship for the first part of the game, especially when they were when they were younger at the start. I like that, um, but yeah, I think maybe coming off the back of Union Cross, yeah, because Union Cross was so really good. was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know you can't you shouldn't compare. And we've done this in one day, so it's night and day for me. Union Cross is probably up there with one of my favorites. After that, um, yeah. this is bottom bottom. Maybe Chain of Memories is... I was about to say, I think Chain of Memories is below it for me. I think that the pacing is weird. All the new characters and all the new names, just so you get the bald reveal of I'm a serial killer and I've killed all these people, which is an effective reveal. Um, And also there's another way to summon Kingdom Hearts. In fact, we got two ways in this... Two different ways and in this one. Actually, overcut by trying to answer the questions we've been having about rewriting the VHS tapes, it makes the situation so much more difficult to comprehend, I would argue. To be fair, I feel like... In general, in all Kingdom Hearts, you should disregard the Disney worlds from the lore. True, that is true. Like, I, I feel like the second you start trying to look into the Disney worlds, you're going to start looking at that VHS tape problem, then you're just never going to... It's like a paradox. It's almost like, I feel like if we if we, if we we weren't taking this so seriously now, you know, <laughs> if we went back to Lord of One or Two, I think we would have had more fun. You're too deep in now. Yeah, we're too invested now, so we're looking at things and trying to find stuff. Yeah, um, that could be it. But yes, yeah, so... We're going, we're going to finish up there. Um, what we're going to say is is that um, hopefully by the time this goes live, but if not today, listener, the day you're listening, uh, definitely the day after, um, there will be in the description um, a link to the next and final video. For which, now. 
For now. Uh, for now. On, on we'll Park. have Missing Link in four eventually, viewers. Don't worry. Uh, where we will be covering, covering in its entirety, Remind, the KH3 DLC, mm-hmm. and Melody of Memory, right? Melody of Memory. As a, we're just going to cover that as one video, and then we're going to theorize. I think you said you've got some things you want to talk about. and Hi, it's Editing Monty here, just to say that you should not be listening to past Monty. He has... Had a bit too many adult juices, I think, that guy's an idiot. Um, Melody of Memories and Remind, which is going to be one video, um, as well as uh, just uh, discussing theories, maybe answering a few fan questions, if you have any, drop them below. Um, that will be recording in a couple of days from now. So it's it's coming, it's very, very soon, but it will not be out tomorrow at the date of this video. Um, anticipate it will be closer to a Monday or Tuesday release date uh, next week. Um, anyway, back back to it. Yeah, I've got I've got thoughts. Cool, that's exciting. I've got thoughts. So, I'm gonna yeah. start tying it into Final Fantasy. Yay! Yay! Um, great. Yep. Yeah, so we will see you in the next one. Thank you very much for listening. I love you all. Bye. 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 How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com